0: happening folks and welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. I'm AJ. And we are here for another wonderful watch along. Seeing as how this is like the Christmas season, uh, we did a little Facebook poll a couple weeks back and we thought it would be cool to do an unconventional Christmas movie for Christmas time. So we put up a couple choices and our winner by a large margin was Die Hard.
1: Which, which, I, which, which I was
0: so happy that we it one. And, and
1: I have to say, I think it finally settles what was a ridiculous conversation from the beginning. Is or is not Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, it is. Obviously. Yes. Now, is it traditional? Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. Right. But it's a new tradition. That's right. It's my tradition. It's, it's your been, tradition. It, it's been my tradition for years. So... And, and I have to say, I'm slightly, I'm like, I'm not surprised, but I'm slightly disappointed because mm-hmm. I've really been wanting to push home the fact that Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. True. People always forget that because it happens in California, just like this one. So you yeah. don't see all the you know the same Christmas decor and everything. Mm-hmm. But it is.
0: Yeah, that was one of our other choices as well. Other choices were, in addition to Die Hard, there were Trading Places, which Scrooge, yeah, trade, yeah. <laughs> Scrooged, and Lethal Weapon won. And like I said, Die Hard won by a large margin. However. Trading Places was a very, very close number two. Yeah. It was and, right there. And I think we're gonna eventually do a watch along for Trading Places anyway. Well we but, got you. it's just too good. Yeah, pretty much. But like for the for the purposes of this, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Die Hard, which is not like like I'm like I'm pulling teeth here. Like fucking I love Die Hard. <laughs> one of my, my all time top fives when it comes to yes. action films. So that's that actually is in my top five movies ever. So, really? See, I can't do that. I, I'm still stuck by genre. I, I can't get past genre. Actually, no. I can do a top 10, a definitive top 10. I go by the frequency in which I watch it pretty much throughout the year. Okay. And a lot of the movies that I have in my top 10, I usually watch like every couple weeks every year. So, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so that's how I go
1: back. That, that's Because see, I, I, I try to like... Because there's certain movies and certain things I can put on almost as background noise. I hate to put it that way, but like yeah. Ocean's Eleven, yeah, that's background noise. It's yeah. got a couple of good moments. It's a good film, but yeah. like I, I can ignore it all day,
0: and you know it's just keeping me going. It's, there's certain yeah.
1: films like I gotta watch Die Hard. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't just walk past it.
0: It's, yeah, it's been several times where I'll be like at work or like in someplace chilling, and Die Hard's on. Like fuck what I'm doing. I'm watching Die Hard. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get this thing started. First, I'll just go ahead and talk about our. Sponsors, so I want to go ahead and go first. Uh, again, uh, we, <laughs> this was wonderful broadcast is sponsored by Belsaverse, uh, located on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, go on Facebook and Instagram, look up Belsaverse There's a group uh, on, uh, on Facebook and is also a web page on Facebook. And we also have our own Instagram page, and like I said, we're in the process of doing Belsaverse.com, so we'll soon have a website. But in the meantime, between time, if you want to get some sweet Belsaverse merch. You can go ahead and go to teespring.com, look up the Belsaverse store, and we got some uh, pieces of merch out there that are there for sale. Uh, all these uh, t-shirts and uh, different items that are designed by yours truly. And like I said, go ahead and give them a shot, take a look at it. Uh, one of our most recent one we have is uh, pretty much the Belsaverse motto, arrive, be dope, leave. It's actually selling pretty good. I sold a couple of shirts of that, which I'm very happy and very surprised by, but I'm very, very happy for and I'm getting some really good feedback from that. But like I said, working on another shirt. Probably going to try to do a couple more shirts before the end of the year. But like I said, go to teespring.com. And also right now, there's a promo code. Go uh, Type in BELSER85 and get 20% off all apparel on uh, BELSERVERSE. So go ahead for the holiday season. we got a couple people that are actually doing that already. Be part of it. Get yourself a BELSERVERSE shirt for the holidays. People will love it. It's a great conversation starter. And uh, let's go oh. to our other sponsor. Yep. Uh, dropping that culture with jd and aj is brought
1: to you by ushooker.com that's ushooker.com for all your u.s rugby needs major league rugby world rugby or just if you want to throw some people off with uh well some hooker and rugby pun related (laughs) apparel uh we also now have hats as well as uh mugs so feel free to go uh, to the facebook page get us on instagram or go straight to ushooker.com
0: and get your merch today Alright, shameless plug in the aside, baby. Let's get into this thing. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and go with our first segment, which is always a favorite here on the show. Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy, in which I connect any major American film star to the great Eddie Murphy. Like I said, it's a variation of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but you know I want to go an extra mile, so Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy. Now, I believe the last show we had a couple of ones that we did. I forgot the exact ones that we did, but... Um, we did Mickey Rourke. That's right. We did no, no. Van Dyke. No, no, it was Mickey Rooney. We also did Mickey Rooney. Rooney. Yeah, we Mickey did Rooney. them both. We did yeah.
1: back to back. Because we started with Mickey Rooney.
0: And I, I remember, I then remember we went, that. Then I remember we went that. Mickey yeah. Rourke. Yeah. And then we went back around to Big Van Dyke. <laughs> I was so happy that I connected fucking Mickey Rooney and Big Van Dyke <laughs> to Eddie Murphy.
1: Well, since you just referenced it, I think tonight we should start
0: off with Kevin Bacon. Oh, very good choice. i super easy. Uh, Kevin Bacon was in Animal House with John Belushi. John Belushi was in the Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was in Trading Place with Eddie Murphy. Boom. Oh, that All was right. simple. This is what, this <laughs> it was. All no, right. No, 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 you no, know what? No, no, I want you I'll to go, go, a little, I'll go a little deeper. Yeah, I'm sorry, I want you to go a little further. Yeah. Ed Harris.
2: Ooh, good choice. Hmm,
0: I got to think about this one.
1: Okay. I just keep trying to go wider and older. <laughs> That's were, my best bet. You are <laughs> succeeding. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's go with Mr. Ed Harris, and he's such a wide and very career. I'm trying to think of a good focal point. Ah, found it. Cool. Okay, so Ed Harris, the great Ed Harris, <laughs> was in Apollo 13 with. I'm actually he was in, with with Kevin Bacon, but I'm not gonna go that route. He was one in Apollo 13 with Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton was in. True lies Of Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis Was in uh, Trading places With Eddie Murphy That was pretty simple <laughs> 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 It was a lot simpler than Yeah that and and it, Like I said you, You're trying And I love it Like I said Let's go You know what Go deeper Think think. I want you to think Like, I don't, Let's not let's, let's let's get rid of the 80s Let's get rid of the uh, 90s And the 2000s Go 70s Go 60s 50s Think of a Steve real Steve McQueen
2: uh, Good choice, alright Okay Steve McQueen Was in Ooh, that's a good choice Steve McQueen was in Ah, okay
0: What was was her name? I'm trying to think of the actress's name I believe it was Susan Epple Alright, actually, you know what? No, no, no! You got
1: it. You got it. No, no I'll give just it. if you can't say her actual name, go with the character name. Yeah, that'll
0: work. I want. I want to say yeah. I want to say that it was Suzanne Plachette but I'm not sure. Uh, I, like, okay, uh, folks. I'll admit I'm looking up uh, a certain movie from Steve McQueen. There's a, there's an actress on the tip of my tongue. I just want to make sure I got her name correctly. Uh, but like I said. What was the movie? You swear you got me. You swear you get, It's Bullet. Bullet. Okay. Yeah, of bullet. At. Okay. It's Jackie? Is Jackie Bush? I don't know too much stuff with her. Actually, you know what? There's another person here that can do it. Okay. So, uh, Steve McQueen was in Bullet with Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn was in Superman Three with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. There you go. Believing yourself. Okay, so I, 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 I'll give you that. I'll give you some points on that because I actually had to look up this... Uh, yeah, but then
1: you didn't yeah. even go for the reason you were looking it up. You yeah, but
0: because I thought it was another actress. That's what oh, it was. Oh, I got you. So well, I saw the, who actually was. Uh, so you I'm tell, tell
1: me to go deep. I go deep.
0: You did go deep. <laughs> I'll I give you that. I'll give you that. So... Congratulations. Like, you almost done on this one, I but almost I, went but Robert Redford, but he's, always, he's... had a long... No, I, I, I could've got... I could've Redford's got, easy. I, I could've got Robert Redford. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, uh, actually, I can get him through, uh, the MCU. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can yeah, just yeah, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was... That would've been an easy one, actually. But, uh... Hey, two ways. Look at it. Yeah, two ways I could have gotten from MCU, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did make me look up for Steve McQueen, so I give you props for that. Okay. All right, you're, all right. getting, you're getting better. You're getting better. Like, at least it wasn't fucking Mandy Moore. I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> fucking Mandy Moore. <laughs> I, was, I gotta look at every goddamn Mandy Moore project ever now because of this motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta look at projects of the most obscure fucking actresses. Well, not to say that Mandy Moore is obscure because, like I said, she's on pretty much the hottest TV drama right now. This is us. Yeah,
1: but movies is where, where movie it falls movie, apart because exactly. the rule is it
0: has to be through movies. Exactly. Because so, okay, okay. if you go TV, like, you can get everybody through SNL. Basically, yeah.
2: Right?
1: But
0: so. Specifically film, yeah. Okay, her. her, her uh, our yeah. little gallery is limited. All right, so now we got that segment out of the way. Let's go to another favorite here at the show, uh, WWBS. What would Busey say? Well, I think uh, I think tonight we're going to keep
1: it a little more simple, a little more direct, and we might even have some Busey projects we could reference. But uh, mm-hmm. I want to know what Busey would say about tacos.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> another great invention made better by America. (laughs) Uh, I've been to a couple of uh, Mexican outposts and uh, I can tell you right now (laughs) they're much better in America. (laughs) Actually, there was one time I actually got caught in Tijuana because I was trying to transport crank through my my butthole and they caught me. (laughs) I didn't appreciate being caught. They didn't have to frisk me as vigorously as they did in that Mexican prison. But Thankfully for me, I'm having to be a famous actor, so I just gave a couple of pesos, and they threw it out of the way. So I was, I was back in, uh, I was back in Calabasas by the end of the night. But still, tacos themselves, I love all different types of tacos. I like, I like, we, uh, like El pastor. El pastor, is that how you say it? Yeah, the, the the one that's like, it's like, it's like almost like orange meat. I've got the exact animal that it comes from. I think it's like a cow or some sort of invertebrate. But I know I know I know Sada, That's cow right there That's good old cow I know uh, uh, Pollo (laughs) Even though it's got two L's I never got the pronunciation of that It's Pollo Chicken (laughs) Yeah And then what I do that I slather it In the hottest Hot sauce Imaginable There's one Hot sauce That I think it's called Atomic Bomb Perfect for me perfect for me. It'll knock your goddamn socks off, people. I'm telling you. Try the atomic bomb hot sauce. Also, I think there's like a disclaimer or a warning on it because it might cause like, you know, cardiac arrest for the wrong person, but you know, I've had cardiac arrest quite a few times. It's like a cakewalk to me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Tiger <Take> blood.
0: <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I was, kinda, I was, was kind fo- of, I dirt. was kind of foaming at the mouth that little because I was like really invested in the tacos because tacos are dope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got a little two-person Yeah, like,
2: tacos. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun, man. Yeah,
0: I'm actually,
1: I'm really enjoying this segment. I really hope other people are.
0: Yeah, man. Like, this is this fun for me, too, because I get to do it. I get to do. get to do a little improv. I get to show my range. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's get to another little bit. I, I think we should have a name for this segment. How about Dropping That News? Yeah, I think that's a good one. We can All right, Dropping That News. And, of course, as always, the source for Dropping That News will be uh the Belsiverse website, go on Facebook, check it out mm-hmm. uh for your latest entertainment news. Now, one thing that dropped today that I thought was really interesting, uh the National Film Registry uh released their list of uh, movies to be added to the National Registry this year. Uh for those who don't know, the I think the Library of Congress has this national film registry and every year mm-hmm. they have a select amount of films that are inducted into this registry to be preserved for all time for their cultural an aesthetic value, especially when it comes to American culture. Now, yep. this year's list is actually a pretty eclectic list, and I really liked uh, a lot of the choices they have in there. They got like classic ones like uh, Amadeus from '84. Yeah. They got a uh, they added Old Yellow this year, uh, which I was surprised. I thought it would yeah. I'm surprised thought, it took uh, me uh, that yeah, long. I thought it would have been out already. Huh. Uh, they also added uh, the classic Cold Miner's Daughter with Sissy Spacey, the one that she won the Oscar for playing Loretta Lynn. Yep. And uh, Boys Don't Cry, the Hillary Swank movie. They kind of put her on the map. Yep. Definitely put her on the map. Yeah, she won the Oscar for it. Yep. Uh, yeah, but like I said, added two uh, Disney classes, Old Yeller and Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Which again, how, how I'll, yeah, I, I, I I i I yeah, I never thought that, you know what I'm saying, they but would I, wait this long for but it. You but that's the mean?
1: thing though, it's like it's weird the way, because
0: you're getting into the government at that point, mm-hmm. it's just...
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a headache.
0: Yeah. And they also added uh, Spike Lee. She's Gotta Have It, his debut film. And finally in the uh, National Registry. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to look at it considering how old Sleeping Beauty is. Yes.
1: Spike's doing pretty good. Yes, he
0: is. <laughs> he, he, be, just, he beat Walt he <laughs> in terms fine. of the amount of time he had yeah. to wait. But there are a couple more uh, names on there. But the three that really popped out to me because they're favorites of mine, Oliver Stone's Platoon yep. finally went in. Uh Kevin Smith's Clerks. Oh, dude. That's, that's, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. And Prince's Purple Rain. Huh. Purple Rain is in the National Film Registry to be preserved for all time. Did Pink Floyd's The Wall? Actually, I guess that's, uh, that's UK. No, no, no. Like, I think... It, well, I don't know if it's actually... I don't, right. I don't think it's... That's,
1: that's a, that just something about musical.
0: That, well, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of musicals in there. <laughs> and only one music video notable... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, thriller. Yep. Thriller is in the National Film Registry to be preserved for all fucking time as it should be. Mm-hmm. All right. And we also have some big trailers dropped this week. Two trailers in particular uh, Wonder Woman 84, which is basically Wonder Woman 2. Yep. Uh, and this is going to be set, of course, in 1984, uh, starring Gal Gadot one more, one more time. Again, reprising her mm-hmm. role as Wonder Woman. Like I said, Wonder Woman is one of the. Few successes of the DCEU so far, and pretty much the main first real success of that franchise mm-hmm. uh, kind of kickstarted things, the thing. The direction is going out, because after that came Aquaman, and then Shazam, and then they got Birds of Prey coming up. Now, of course, that, yeah. that, is, that totally skips over the fact that Batman has long
1: been yeah. the linchpin that is holding that whole,
0: whole world together. Yeah, Batman and, well, originally Superman, then Batman. Yeah, but you got to go yeah. all
1: the way back to the 70s. I, I'm just saying modern like, incarnation. For the 70s and the 80s, it was basically because just since, Superman. Because since Christopher Reeve, yeah.
0: I mean, and I'm not including television, they just haven't been able to get it. True. I'll give, I'll give you that, yeah. But like I said, they dropped uh, One Woman four. Like I said, it also stars uh, Kristen Wiig. She's going to be playing a villain in the movie, uh, the Cheetah, who's pretty mm-hmm. much considered... By many fans, to be Wonder Woman's main arch enemy, it's like Batman
1: yeah. to Joker.
0: Yeah, and also uh, it's also starring uh, Pedro Pascal, The Mandalorian. He's playing a villain in it. Oh, really? uh, he, he's playing a character called Maxwell Lord, who's a uh, kind of a big deal in I DC Comics lore. Yeah, he's yeah he's the, like I'm pretty sure he'll be the main villain. The Cheetah probably be like a hench person. Okay, as you they usually do that in these type of movies. But yeah, like I said, said in 1984. Nice color palette to the actual trailer itself. Kind of reminded me a lot of Thor Ragnarok. The way they yeah. were going with that. Which is cool. You know, a lot anyways. of ugly cars. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there's like parts where people like break dancing and shit like that. It was, it was crazy. Alright, so that trailer drop And another trailer that really got a lot of attention. Ghostbusters Afterlife mm-hmm. dropped this week. Now, uh, if you saw the trailer itself, it's pretty much just a, a quick little teaser. And like I said, I'm not really spoiling anything here. But it's basically, ba- basically going to be following... Egon Spangler's family. Uh, he has since passed away and apparently sometime during the Ghostbusters shit, he was able to knock down some chick and get a daughter. And that daughter had her children. Mm-hmm. And now apparently they've had some shambles in the years since the Ghostbusters exploits. And now they're moving into some farmhouse in the middle of the country that Egon happened to own. Now, uh, what I saw uh, in terms of the uh, how they're going to be doing it, it actually seems like they're going for that which doesn't surprise me. They're going for that Stranger Things feel, because it's kids. No, no, no. It's kids, and they like in the spooky. like in a small, what, midwestern American town. These strange things are happening, it says Yeah, but Stranger. I think I think
1: yeah. here's the thing. It's kind of weird when you talk about the Stranger Things side of things because. Mm-hmm. What you're really looking at, and people are saying that because that's what's popular right now, it's really more the nostalgia of the 1980s. -hmm. And even the way they set this up is completely in keeping with the way that the original first two Ghostbusters went, right? Because you have the first one, they come up, they're they're hot shit, and by the time the second one starts, Mm -hmm. everything's in shambles. There's not anything going on supernaturally enough to allow them to do anything. That's why you've got – you know. Uh, Bill Murray out there, kind of being a shyster TV medium, <laughs> you know? and everybody's broke and trying to figure out what they're going to do till the next bad thing happens. So it makes sense yeah. that if you have a lull for fifteen twenty years, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to even afford to stay in New York. I mean, who the hell can afford to go to New York now? Right. So I mean, it it kind of falls along that, and then you pick up that nostalgia of the nineteen eighties because that's what that's what this is really about. No, it's recapturing that.
2: Yeah,
0: and. Uh, so keep in mind, it actually has one of the kids from Stranger Things in it.
1: Which is another reason why I
0: think people <laughs> lean towards that. And Stranger
1: Things is all about that nostalgia of the 1980s yeah. anyway. So.
0: But one thing that this trailer already does more than the than the whatever Remake did in 2016 is they actually reference and show the original Ghostbusters. And my thing would be like, you know what I'm saying, like this is just me nitpicking, but like, how would you not know about the Ghostbusters, considering like all the damn near world ending events that they, you know, <laughs> they, they survived in are. that universe and then, not even that just like the, all the activity that, that happened before that ghost hauntings and all this other crazy shit how do yeah. you not know about that like I do I, I hope society ain't that damn jaded that we forget that there was ghosts in New York in 1984 and 1989 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we forget shit all the time <laughs> it's sad but yeah, that's sad but yeah those tra- those two trailers dropped and also uh, another big announcement from Quentin Tarantino Apparently, Kill Bill Three is in the works. <laughs> All right, I'll watch it. No, uh, I read the article and stuff. Apparently, Isn't Bill dead. <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure actually, I watched actually, him take the three no, steps. no. But actually, there was another lingering theory with the Kill Bill movies, and it kind of touched on it in the article that comes with this. Apparently, he went, he met up with Uma Thurman in some restaurant out here in Hollywood, and they got to rap, and it was like, you know what? Like, we had some good times, you know, doing Kill Bill. Like, what happened to the bride? And then, like, the, and as soon as he said that, a lot of, like, fanboys out there um, went with this prevailing theory that was around during the time that the movies were really hot. That, you know, in the in the first one, uh, she kills Vivica Fox and yep. leaves her daughter alive. The daughter's going to come back, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the way everybody's thinking. Like, That's she, the way to do it. She even says a line of dialogue to the daughter, like, when you grow up. If you, you have a if, this. You, if you still feel raw about this, I'll be waiting. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're pretty much gonna go in that direction. Which they should. I mean, that'd be a great film. Or they can still go with the fact that you know Uma had a daughter too, who will be so, around the same age. So be Uma's as daughter finding the and Vivica's uh, daughter. <laughs> that's just too many layers, and you can't.
1: Can you even call it Kill Bill? Because Bill dead. Yes, it will. Yes, it I will. watched him die. <laughs> well, Bill,
0: Bill's a baby daddy. So,
1: All right, he, so, so speaking yeah. speaking of shows, yeah.
0: What new new shows have you been watching? Well, uh, so much in terms of shows and stuff. Like, like I said, the only real new show that I'm crazy about is The Mandalorian. Because I've love, oh. loved every episode so far. They've done a great job with that show. And like I said, the hero doesn't even show his face. And he was so invested in it. And like, of course, everybody right now is crazy about Baby Yoda and how cute Baby Yoda is. Yeah, he's growing he up he, he is cute. But... I like the story of the Mandalorian. I like this whole Western aspect that they've added to Star Wars, man. Like, I just like, I love watching it. because like, I'm a big fan of Westerns. I'm a big fan of Star Wars. My two favorite genres. Well, no, I do say favorite genres, but two favorites of mine, putting mm. them together and making this great fucking show. And like I said, I'm, 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 I'm invested. But the main thing that I'm really watching right now, <coughs> it's not really a new show, but it's like the thing I've been pretty much hyping for the last few weeks. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast crisis on infinite earths, on the CW, dropped this past Sunday, and they've been doing basically an episode a day until yesterday. Um, yeah, and it's been really good so far. It's like a lot of fan service, and like I said in my little article, I also have an article on Belservers about this. That they're basically doing a TV equivalent of Avengers Endgame. They are following some very similar beats to Avengers Endgame. So instead of like Dan and I was doing the snap, they have this whole anti-matter wave that's wiping out different worlds and different dimensions and shit. So they're going that route. And they also have an all-powerful villain, um, the Anti-Monitor. And it's like I said, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. And they do a lot of fan service to all the different shows that have been in the Warner Brothers DC canon forever. Like The first episode, there's a cameo by Alexander Knox. (laughs) Yeah, Robert Wool who makes a cameo in it. And Burt Ward. That's killer, man. Bert Ward. Yeah. And he, he even does like a little holy, or I think it was like, holy crimson, skies of death. Like, because <laughs> the, the, the progenitor the, the progenitor to all the two people being wiped out on these different earths is the skies turn red. And like uh, like I said, so he's turning around and sees the red skies and does a little line or whatever. <laughs> so it's really cool. And the biggest surprise and the one that I'm really enjoying the most, they brought back Brandon Ralph as Superman. Really? And he doing a, he's doing a fantastic fucking job. Way better than Superman Returns,
1: because well, he, you know, he, like,
0: he's older now. He's a he's
1: matured as an actor. I, I never thought no. he was. I never thought he was a bad actor. Yeah, I just feel like there's some stuff that just happened that didn't work out. Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't going the way. It should Sometimes yeah. the magic doesn't come
0: together, right? True. But my thing is this: like, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths is giving a lot of these like shows and characters wrap ups. They wrap. Huh. They wrap because a lot because a lot of these shows are canceled without a proper ending. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've uh, given a proper ending to, like, you know, the 66 Batman. They've given a proper ending to uh, the Keaton Keaton Batman years. They've given a proper, the really, the great proper ending they've done so far is to the Flash 90s series, the one that used to be on CBS. Yeah. They've been featuring that character, (coughs) the original original Barry Allen from the 90s, on the CW shows for a couple years now. Uh, The actor John Wesley Shipp has played different characters in the um, in the canon, he typically plays Barry Allen, the current Barry Allen's father, Henry Allen. And he also plays an older Flash named Jay Garrick. And he plays another older Flash, his version of Barry Allen from the 90s. And <laughs> recently they did a uh, thing where they closed up his uh, storyline. Because, like, you've been wondering for years and years what happened to that version yeah, yeah. of Barry Allen. They, they closed it beautifully. Well, that's good. Yeah, man. So, And I'm thinking they're going to do the same thing for Brandon Ralph. Because uh, his, his, his character is still there So like they haven't Wrapped him up yet But I'm pretty sure That give him a, a wonderful ending Yeah yeah. And, yeah they need to I mean like I said they, 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 The guy's got, got some talent It just Yeah Sometimes it just doesn't all hit Yeah and like the last episode Was last night on the flat They do it on the different shows They have This one was on the The Flash uh, Part of the crisis And they left it on a big cliffhanger Much like uh, Avengers Infinity uh, Infinity War And the next episode Is not going to come down Until January Okay, so left it on cliffhanger. We left you one more, and I gotta wait till January, like just like, like I mean, at least, a way at least, to do at least it. you don't have to wait a year, like a fucking <laughs> yeah, fun, yeah a exactly. Infinity War ending game. Well, and look,
1: at least and here is the other thing too: it gives you time to catch up on some new stuff, maybe see some new things. Mm-hmm. I was actually telling you just before we started, uh, I just binge watched this last weekend, um, the Confession Killer, because you know me, I'm I'm huge on the documentaries, yes. true crime, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely fucking insane nice. uh, if you don't know who Henry Lee Lucas is, if you don't know that whole story uh, really briefly, he was um, for uh, for a brief moment in time in the 1980s, he was thought to be the most prolific serial killer in world history certainly in American history claimed to have killed at one point over 600 people Jeez. Um, the, the veil got pulled back, the mask came off however you want to look at it um, it, it ended up they could only ever prove that he killed three people. Mm. His mother, his girlfriend, and this old lady. Mm. Um, They've spent 35 years, something like that, maybe more, trying to unwind what, if anything, he actually did. And it's a a hell of an amazing and insane story. There's guys that are doing stuff on the cop side that probably shouldn't have done it that way. People might have even been a little more beyond... I might have to say all the way to the Corruption. I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place, but it's a great, great thing to watch. And then mm-hmm. you get some really interesting stuff about the guys who are trying to unwind it these days. So it's it's definitely worth it. And it's only five episodes right now. Nice. So I hear they, they might talk about more in the future, but it's good. The guys over there. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, a lot of times you watch these documentaries, you can tell the filmmakers got an axe to grind. Mm-hmm. These guys don't. Cool. The, any pe- Anybody who looks like shit make like, themselves it's look like it's shit.
0: Not, it's not like How to
1: Make a Murderer. No, well, and mm-hmm. even that one, you can argue. Like, was it the edit? Was it this? Was it that? Mm-hmm. This one, they literally like let the people that hang themselves hang themselves. Mm. They they don't in any way, shape, or form push it one way or another. They just they let them talk. Mm. And some of these people talk themselves into looking like assholes, and other people they end up working really hard. And you know, mm-hmm. you can show they're really you know
0: serious about trying to get the right guy. Nice. All right, so we've been rambling long enough. Yeah, we should probably get into this. I think we should. <laughs> so it's about that time. We're going to start watching Die Hard, and we are pressing play. Well, hold on just a second. Uh, we are going to tell everyone. Okay, yeah, yeah We're inter- watching this yeah. on
1: Crackle. Yeah, interrupt me. Because uh, Crackle's free. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, we're all about saving that money. So <laughs> the one thing we don't know for sure, because we were trying to look at it ahead of time, is whether or not it's going to make us watch commercials in here. Okay. Okay. Uh, but if we, it doesn't matter. If they, if they yeah, are, we'll make fun yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, if it
0: does, we're going to make fun of the commercial. And if not, uh, definitely
1: download Crackle because that's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give us some money, Crackle.
1: You know what? Even, even if it makes us watch them, mm-hmm. I'm getting Die Hard unedited for free. Just
0: download Crackle. It's free. It's great. Okay, and now we are officially pressing play now.
1: Oh. All right. Oh, this is your favorite, man. This 20 is this century One of, five, one right, of those man? old
0: setups. Oh, yeah. I love 20th Century Fox. <laughs> it's, that, it's that old logo. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. You don't have the uh, beautiful uh, Santa Monica background behind
0: you. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and get into some facts about Die Hard as the movie begins. Now, Die Hard, of course, is uh, actually based on a book from the 1960s, The Detective, uh, written by Roderick Thorpe. And actually, that mo- that det- the action novel was uh, turned into an actual movie starring Mr. Frank Sinatra as a New York cop named Joe Leland hmm. uh, investigating the murder. And it was a pretty successful movie at the time and like, it did a lot for Sinatra. Now, uh, as the as the success of the movie and the, the actual original book came to pass, about 10 years later, Robert Thorpe wrote another book called Nothing Lasts Forever. And he was inspired by uh, watching the Tower of Inferno, that hit movie from the 70s. All uh-huh. right. So, I decided to write a book about something like that using his character. So, uh, like I said, the original book, uh, the book, Nothing Like Forever, is, is the exact basis of Die Hard. Uh, except there are a few changes now. Uh, in the original novel, and these are the differences, the original novel, a much older Joe Leland uh, is visiting his daughter, Stephanie Gennaro, at the Claxton Oil Company. Uh, and they also changed a couple of the uh, actual characters themselves, like... Certain characters remain the same, like Ellis, and excuse me, and Al Powell, and Dwayne Robinson, the fucking deputy, yeah. they're all the same in the book, they're all the same in the book, but a couple of characters changed, like particularly uh, Mr. Takagi, there is no Mr. Takagi, he's a VP of sales named Rivers.
1: <coughs> well, I mean, it wasn't a takeover company, you know, when it came came out True. that way, it was yeah, supposed it was just, to be an oil company, yeah, right? It was
0: an oil company, yeah. So. And also, uh, the villains also changed as well. Like, uh, there is no Hans Gruber in the in the actual novel. The villain's name is Anton Little Tony Gruber. He's yeah. Italian. Yeah, and the purpose of the whole <laughs> terrorist takedown of this building was to allow their radical West German group to like uncover some like arms uh, shipment that, <laughs> that, that 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 the oil company was making to like the Chilean government. And they changed <laughs> one thing. They changed in particular. Like I said. Uh, the, the interest the love interest in the movie is not Holly Gennaro it's actually uh, a flight attendant that they actually reference to in the first scene of the movie where like Bruce Willis is getting off the plane like yeah that, um, and he's got the, uh, the bear in his arms yeah the flight attendant yeah. is actually supposed to be his love interest and the Gennaro he's visiting is his daughter and at the end of the book it's just basically just like the end of the movie except the fact that it's the flight attendant no 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 except <laughs> the, the, at the end of the movie when uh you know when uh Leland shoots Gruber. Yeah. Uh, he goes through the window and all this shit and grabs the, the, uh, watch at the very end oh, where yeah. yeah. going out. Uh, in the book, he pulls it with her and she dies. Yeah. So that's a big difference. <laughs> well, I mean, you can do that in the book. hmm Yeah. For some reason, you can't ever kill your main character in a movie. Yeah. But for years and years, uh, the film rights of this were actually, uh, all over the place, and then they finally decided to make a movie of this, like late seventies, early eighties. Hmm. I think at one point Clint Eastwood had, had the rights to this movie. And, well, uh, didn't you say they were originally talking about doing this as like a sequel to um, Commando? Yeah, that was the original misconception, but uh, Steven E. Susa has since denied that. Okay, oh, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, when it came to the point where they asked, get to the point where they were going to make it into a movie, uh, the first person to write it was actually Jeb Stewart. Hmm. And actually, he was having some difficulty with it. You know, he trying to figure out what the crux of the movie was. Right. Until he actually had a near-death experience driving on the one-on-one. Hmm. He was driving to L.A. He had just gotten into a fight with his wife. He was pissed off. He was driving on the one-on-one. He's driving behind this truck that had, a I think, a bunch of boxes of refrigerators. Okay. One of the fridge boxes fell off the fucking truck. It was Ooh. in the middle of the road. And he was in the middle of the road, traffic on both sides. He has nowhere to go. He runs into the fucking box. Luckily for him, it was empty. Oh. But the fact that that happened and scared the shit out of him and he thought he would have died before, you know, he got a chance to say he saw to his wife, you know, that kind of started putting things in the gear in terms Pushed of Pushed into this direction. Yes, it did. Yes, wow. Yeah. And like I said, once that started happening and they got the script together, they were actually contractually obligated to offer the movie to Sinatra first. <laughs> but... At this point, Frank's Frank, not, Frank, not going to do anything. Yeah, Frank sh- is in his early 70s. He, tur- <laughs> and he, tur- and he actually nicely said, like, I'm too old, I'm too rich, and I'm too fat. Doesn't want to go crawling yeah. through that vents? No, thank you, sir. For the elevator shit. But he was still polite about it. Like, you know what? Y'all can go ahead and change this up. So that's when they uh, went to the rewrite stage. And that's when Mr. Stephen E. D'Souza, who we talked about in our last uh, watch along, Came on board, and they, that's when they changed it from Joe Leland to John McClane. And also, oh, like the lady right here uh, <laughs> jumping into the arms of the buff, blonde guy. Yep, uh, that is one of three Playboy models that are actually featured in the movie.
1: Well, I can understand why a producer might do that,
0: especially Joel Silver, <laughs> particularly Joel Silver.
1: Well, the the two things that I got to say so far that mm-hmm. are very important to the story. Yeah. Her turning over his picture when she's frustrated talking about him. Yes. Because if that wouldn't have happened, then he'd have been out of way too early and she'd be dead. Yeah. And the second thing is, he has hair. Yeah. yeah. Which, this (laughs) is one of those rare, rare films where you get to see uh, just how, um, you know, leading man Bruce Willis
0: was before he had the leading man
1: streamlined. Exactly. Like the two of
0: us. (laughs) And now we got our first meeting between uh, Deverell White playing Argyle. And John McClane, and which course, is a great little character that tossed in there. Too. <laughs> yeah, and this was a uh, this was a John McTiernan idea. They're riding in the a limo now, right? Right now, and uh, <coughs> excuse me. And John McClane is riding up front with Argyle. because he never he's working class dude. He never been in a limo before. It's like, you don't just, need to be in the back. Yeah, just just driving, man. It's, that's all you got to do, man. But uh, going back to Deborah White, Argyle. he's actually been in a couple big movies, but his career kind of fell off. After uh, Die Uh But before this, he was a little kid. He he was in uh, the Blues Brothers. What was he in the Blues Brothers? He uh, Was he one of the orphans? No, there's a part when they go to Ray's Music Exchange when the little kid is trying oh, to right, steal the guitar. Right, right. That was him. He's the, he's the thief? He's the little kid, yeah. <laughs> hey, the one that scared <laughs> that Ray Charles shoots she's at. She's at, at yeah. <laughs> Damn, shame to see a boy go there. Yeah, yeah, breaks back. my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's also in, I think the same year, he's in Action Jackson. No shit. Playing another driver.
1: Well you know what? Good yeah, for
0: him. Yeah, because he's a hotel valet where Akron Jackson was staying at. And he drives it's like this is like ventures. Oh car. there we go. Nakatomi. Oh, oh excuse me, Fox Plaza. <laughs> 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 the headquarters of twentieth Century Fox Fox Plaza. I got plenty on that shit. Nakatomi Plaza, December twenty fourth, nineteen eighty four. Oh Never God. forget. Never forget.
2: <laughs> no, 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 a- a- 88. I- it's oh, was it 88? It's sorry, a, it's sorry, eighty-eight?
1: Yeah. I
0: it. Yeah, make sure we get I, that right. It's I already ADA. forgot. Eighty-eight. <laughs> I was only two years old when it happened. Oh. Give me a break. And now uh, our guy is blasting some uh, Christmas time in Hollis. R and DMC. Can we play some Christmas music? This is Christmas music. It what the simple toy to See, based on a novel by Roger Ford. Yep. Yeah, man. And look at that. Look at that building. And like, I actually recently visited. Uh, Fox Plaza, just on a fucking whim, and of course I nerded out. And uh, <laughs> also, uh, since this movie, which I was going to bring up a little bit later, uh, they have forbidden people from taking pictures in front of it because, of like, because of this because movie, because it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually have security people come out there, but I was able to uh, go out there and take a free, real quick picture. I think it's on my Instagram. I went with I went with fucking Lorenzo. Oh yeah, <laughs> we went <were gonna> see <laughs> yeah, a movie. Of was, you guys did. We to see a movie for free, and I was like, dude, is that fucking is that not Tony? Is that Nakatomi? And he was like, like bro, you're getting way too excited. Like, no. going to see <laughs> So yeah, I took a picture in front of Nakatomi. I had, I had to. You know what I'm saying? Well,
1: and, and it's completely understandable. Yeah. Now, I got to say, since we just saw the uh, the title pop up for John McTiernan. Yes. Uh, it was a shame that he missed out on Die Hard 2, mm-hmm. which was still another solid Christmas movie. True. But he brought it back with a vengeance for Die Hard. God, with a vengeance God, God for the damn did he bring it back. And... You know, I mean, it's like you—you you should research him. He's had—he had really interesting uh, oh antics outside of uh, <laughs> outside of actually filming. That you, you can definitely see how the uh, the Hollywood yeah.
0: game gets to people and fucks yeah. with their heads, yeah. which is a shame because right. this movie's a masterpiece. It yeah. really is. Yes, it is. Now, going back to the screenplay a little bit, Now, D'Souza said he wrote the script as if Hans Gruber was the hero. He pretty much this is this is a quote he said. If, I, if he had not robbed the, uh, uh, planned the robbery and put it together, Bruce Willis would not have gone to the party and reconciled or not with his wife. You should sometimes think about looking at your movie from the point of view of the villain who is really driving the narrative. And you can kind of see that, you know what I'm saying, like, people, actually people want, in a, in a strange way, people actually want Hans to succeed. But yeah. it's not that strange. What you've got
1: got to get to D'Souza is he was way ahead of his time when it comes to that. Because if you go to the 19, was it, 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. that's where you get Sopranos. You get yes. Tony Soprano. Yeah. A little bit later, you end up getting into uh, Breaking Bad, right? Walter White. Yeah. That anti-hero thing, that mm-hmm. flawed character where there's almost something noble maybe driving them. people yeah. like that it yeah. funny enough it, yeah. it's a it's a uh what do you call it stockholm syndrome with the audience yeah and the bad guy yeah true
0: and uh like i said we have, now we got our hero he just uh went into the lobby here looking for his wife's name but of course she's in her maiden name Janara, which is of course i'm pissed off already going right. into <laughs> like for real You're basically saying you already broke up with me. Basically, like you didn't even bother to tell me. Mm -hmm. And now we got Argyle, (laughs) who pretty much where he's going to be for the rest of the movie. Sitting Sitting in in the the garage. Sitting (laughs) in the garage, (laughs) chilling in that damn limo, man. Man, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure he has a lenient boss to allow this shit. I parked in that garage. Me too, actually. (laughs) So fucking crazy. (laughs) Now, uh, originally, the character of John McClane was supposed to be just another '80s super action hero, you know, that was like you know Stallone, Schwarzenegger, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. However, John McTiernan, in his own words, was basically bored with those characters. He had already, which he should be. He had already worked with Arnold the year before in Predator. Like he liked working with Arnold, but saying, like you know what? He's like, I'm not trying to keep doing the same thing over and over again.
1: Well, and that this was really the 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 rebirth of like. Actually, honestly, I can't even see mm-hmm. rebirth. It's the birth of the the real man action hero. Yeah, I was about to say that actually. Because yeah. the sad thing is, by yeah. the time you get to like, what was what was the last one they did? Um, a good it was day. after Live Free or Die Hard. Or was good, that the last good, one? A
0: Good Day to Die.
1: Yeah, I, you you lost what it was. It became Schwarzenegger again. Basically,
0: yeah, that shit was a, that was because this is this is killer. That was a mess, but we won't get into that. Later <laughs> yeah, <later>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going to that, yeah, Matierino wanted yeah to uh, him and uh, D'Souza. Rewrote John McClane as more of an average guy. Who right. did, yeah, he, Sorry, I just yeah. have to say the
1: guy kissing another guy, The guy that, kissing John. That's not necessarily California.
0: Uh, not necessarily.
1: I've, ne- I've never had I've never had that experience. Somebody in business, kissing like, me. You, yeah. I mean,
0: somebody I didn't know. Yeah, like well, who are you do? not kiss me? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But I'm willing to learn. It's an LA thing. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they, they rewrote they re- <laughs> re- re- him as an average guy who didn't want. You know, he didn't want to be in the situation he was in, but he became a hero when he realized. He was basically the only choice. Yeah. And if he didn't do what he did, he, his wife, and all these innocent people would die.
1: Well, and the reluctant hero is a way better one. And plus you have him actually trying to
0: do it, you know, the normal way. Because, again, mm-hmm. it goes back to it's more realistic. Yeah. And actually going back to the actual uh, sequels themselves in Live Free, Die Hard, that little speech for him and, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the kid. I can't remember the kid's name. Yeah, yeah, but him and the kid are having a conversation in the car. And he's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't wanna yeah. I, I didn't do, want to do but any why but why are you doing this? Because nobody there's nobody else. Nobody to else, does else does it. would. And there's nobody else to do it. Yeah. That that in a nutshell to me was John Clayton. That was my favorite part of that movie. Just that little speech. Like I mean it's a great movie, but like <laughs> I, that, that was really my favorite. That
1: was that was the best part of the movie. It
0: sure. was better it was better than Live Free or Die Hard or whatever. Uh, a Good Day to Die Hard, but fucking it was, yeah. Yeah, it was way better than that. Uh also, uh Ellis. I'm gonna talk about Ellis real quick. Hart Buckner. <laughs> and funny enough, he actually has a connection to the original book that a lot of people don't realize. His dad, Lloyd Buckner, also an actor, was in The Detective. Really? He was a doctor. Yeah,
1: I didn't notice that. Yeah, I his know. dad
0: was in the original Detective.
1: I don't know how I missed that one.
0: So yeah, he and then uh, Hart Buckner's biggest role before this was he was the love interest in Supergirl, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he's shaved, and he's he shaved. He's a little bit buffer too. Like he like they kind of put him as like a heartthrob type character. He's kind of uh-huh. like this, this dumb vampy heartthrob guy that Supergirl keeps saving <laughs> throughout well, the whole movie. He, he's like he, he's like the dams on the streets Like some guys just need saving. Yeah, apparently. He, oh yeah. Apparently, uh, the feeling of the movie was Faye Dunaway. She uses him as like a boy toy. Or whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird thing. And also, let's talk about Miss Holly Gennaro here. Uh, played by Bonnie Bedelia, who was actually, mm-hmm. I think, the auntie of Macaulay Culkin. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, that. yeah, she's auntie of Macaulay Culkin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, there's a bunch of different actresses that were considered... Shit, for, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I yeah, totally yeah. forgot yeah, about that. There's a bunch of different actresses that were considered for the role of... Uh, Miss Holly Gennaro And we'll get the list Now I gotta
1: say She's got One hell of a kick ass job She's got A private bathroom in there I know
0: Yeah She's she's definitely A
1: high powered
0: 1980's executive And and it's like I kinda get it Like you know Like you left home For this Yeah. Yeah 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 That makes sense Like I'm pretty sure She was just a housewife In New York And now she's got A fucking private office With a private bathroom. She's probably making four times what he makes at least yeah so of course he's a little pissed off about that yeah <laughs> and right here now we got the little argument between her and john Like i said going back to the jeff stewart contributions to the script you know like, you know like starting the argument like they, what they really worked on in terms of McLean is they wanted McLean to be a dude that didn't really like himself that much and he's just pretty much just making the best out of a bad situation yeah, you.
1: well, but I mean, like
0: that—that that goes to that that old saying you've heard
1: before: most men live lives of quiet desperation, right? That's right. I mean, it's there's a there's a truth
0: to it. Yeah.
1: Oh, and here they come in—they're drunk. Time to bang.
0: Actually, that's the—that is the the 2nd <laughs> Playboy model. I was actually going to bring that up the that chick right there. And of course, when of course they catch her with the titties out, she's a Playboy model. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's casting.
0: <laughs> uh, that's but, the way they always do it but as we mentioned before there was actually a laundry list of actors considered for both of these parts now for John the list of people considered for John Richard Gere Sylvester Stallone Harrison Ford Mel Gibson Arnold Schwarzenegger Clint Eastwood Robert De Niro Charles Bronson and Michael Madsen which surprised me that's a that's a they yeah, they even went to T V people. They also offered this to John, Don Johnson and uh Richard Dean Anderson. MacGyver. MacGyver could have done. Hey, you know what though? I just gotta
1: point this out thinking ahead to uh to Die Hard with a vengeance. Yeah. So you can see right here and he's got uh, he's doing the whole conversation in his undershirt. Yeah. He's got that massive scar from his shoulder surgery, yes, he which they then use again yeah. in Dire with vengeance yeah. when he picks up the slivers sliding down the cable. True. So he's ended up pulling out of that. So it was a nice way to use something that's actually real and how, you know, something yeah. he actually has, their advantage yeah. later yeah, on. That,
0: yeah, the actual injury came from, like, a wrestling match. Was that what it was? Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, huh. that's what it came from. I didn't know he was a wrestler. He was a wrestler. Yeah. I know he plays harmonica. And he he was a bartender, which we're going to get to a little bit later, too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, those are the actors uh, considered for John. Also, another one that was considered, uh, John Travolta. I can see that, especially for that time. Yeah, but at that point, they actually considered him to be a has been. Yeah, you know, because he he had that that phase before his big comeback. Yeah, he had had a bunch of movies. Uh, Okay, apparently there are ads, so we're going to talk a little (laughs) bit more about the movie. And this one is for Coke Zero, uh, Zero Sugar. yes.
1: And uh, yeah, yeah. It's
0: something something
1: I learned when I was traveling recently right, during right. our hiatus, yeah. uh, there's apparently Coke Zero Sugar with fiber. Okay. So they put five <laughs> grams of fiber into it so you can say it's healthy. That is so gross. I, I drank it. It tastes the same.
0: <laughs> it sounds gross, though. So, it does sound gross. It sounds exactly right.
1: They're, they're selling it uh, in Taiwan.
0: <laughs> and also, folks, another list of uh, actors that were considered for uh, the role of Stephanie... Uh, Oh, excuse me, Holly and Gennaro. Uh, and there's actually big team actresses at the time Linda Carter, Gina Davis, Deborah Winger, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Carrie Fisher, and Kelly McGillis were all considered for Holly. <laughs> it actually won, the, apparently the one that got the closest was Kirstie Alley. All right, I can see that. But ironically enough, uh, actually she was doing cheers at the time, so the mm-hmm. producer won't let her go. Mm-hmm. But ironically enough, she would end up starring with Bruce Willis. And look who's talking!
1: Oh shit, that's right. It's
0: right, yeah. She she was the bomb. She still ended up working with yeah. Them. And Bruce is the voice of Mikey. Huh? Yeah. So she did a, the same thing with Travolta. Same thing. Look who's talking. Yeah. Yeah. They all ended up working together. <laughs> it's crazy how this thing works in Hollywood. <laughs> What's <Which> even <laughs> crazier is how long this commercial break is. Yeah, oh, I don't shit. know what the hell this is for. Uh, okay, apparently so. Oh yeah, now it's of, for a Ford. No, yeah, for uh, a <laughs> Ford Explorer uh, with some huskies and shit. Oh, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's yeah. a hybrid Ford Explorer. Ooh, built for tough.
1: And apparently, she went from being out in the tundra to, uh, I don't know, in the desert. So now we're looking at some
0: indiscriminate as Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, with Kelsey Grammer. This might be good. It might be. I good. don't know what this is, but I'd watch it. Uh, I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the two of them and Courtney
0: Cox. There oh, go. yeah, it is Courtney Cox. You yeah. gotta
1: watch this. Look, he's fighting somebody.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Whoa, oh, she looks oh, really I, th- I think they might be Yeah, I think they might be nuts. <laughs> Oh, Grand, Grand Isle. Isle. Okay, yeah, well. I'll watch it. Yeah, give it a shot, folks. Uh, check out Grand Isle. I think he's paid off his tax bills. He might be doing good movies again. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and now, with the Pacific Courier truck heading towards the Nakatomi building, we get our first little glimpse. Don't forget the Mercedes. With the villains. Hans is going to travel in style. Yes, he is, baby. Oh, oh yeah, the Mercedes, too. Yeah, that's right. The Mercedes goes to the beginning. But, uh, He's German. <laughs> he might as well drive a German car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So we got all that stuff out of the way. He actually went on to work with a lot of other people that we consider for John McClane because he went on to work with Don Johnson on an episode of Miami Vice, mm-hmm. where with Richard Gere in that movie The Jackal. Oh, dude, that's a killer movie. Yeah. You, yeah. You've seen that? Yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, yeah well, he's good. the killer, yeah. Yeah, he's
0: like the uh, the hitman for the IRA. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Richard Gere's like the ex-IRA guy that they used to track him down or something yeah. like that. And uh, Michael Madsen, he worked with Michael Madsen in Sin City. And, of course, he worked with Schwarzenegger and Stallone in the Expendables movies. Yeah. And now we got our first our first kill.
3: That
0: hmm. was cra- coming in only, <laughs> looks like, about 15 minutes in. That's a good movie. You know, the crazy, you know, crazy thing about it is, and I looked this up. Carl is the first one to kill somebody in the movie, and Carl is also the last person to be killed.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. When he gets shot by yeah, uh, uh, by uh, by Al by Carl Winslow, <laughs> <laughs> which we're gonna get to that. <laughs> which is great casting.
0: Yes, it is. All, yeah, this, I it was right right at the at the Renaissance yeah. portion of his career, man. Exactly. Uh, basically, like all these uh, different people that they have uh, in terms of like the terrorists. I think only four of them were legit Russian. I mean, legit uh, German. But, like, right yeah. now we're seeing the actions of Carl, the main henchman of the group. Uh, and Carl is actually played by Alexander uh, Gattanoff, I believe. It's a, I just well, it's crazy, though, name. you know, because as you're watching I mean, of course, they're, they're bad guys. They're going to do bad uh, shit. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I, love this, I love this epic intro from our villain, Hans Gruber, and all his beautiful glory, Mr. Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. God damn, this is a hell of a debut movie, bro. Well, it's American debut because he was already. he was already yeah, he was, a uh, lot in Germany. Was, but in terms of like, the world, this is basically yeah, his This is world debut, for Oh, sure. my God, man. Yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say. What, and what, nah, and what a hell of a movie. And what a hell of a role to debut in.
2: Oh, for sure. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, what I was going to say is kind of <laughs> I mean, weird
2: is
1: none of those security guards were armed. No, they no weren't. So there was like, I mean, they literally, there was no yeah. reason to kill him other than they were yeah. just going to kill and him.
0: And also all the stuff that Theo's doing, uh, Theo, the black. Henchman of the group, is like using the computer to knock down all the communications and close the up block the doors. Up. That was actually a subplot in the original um, movie. They wanted the building to be run by a supercomputer and that would be part of the plot. But they just kept that the, the computer runs different functions and all the shit. They just kind of leveled that down. Uh, but going back to Mr. Rickman, like I said, this is the Hollywood. his Hollywood debut. He was actually 41 when he got this part. And he had actually been like you said, he actually been Uh, Had a wonderful career in England Doing television and doing plays And actually had He done some German cinema too Yes he did And uh, also uh, The the kicker that got him the role Was Joel Silver and John McTiernan uh, Went to go see a performance of a play he was in Dangerous Liaison And they was like We found our guy Yeah man And shit the rest is fucking history And actually funny enough His first day on the job Is the end when he gets dropped out that's his first day on the job. No, <laughs> no, 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 first. no, no, I, no, I take that back, I reread it, uh, I misread it, I'm sorry, that's my fault. But it, actually, his first day was when him and uh, John meet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he, he shows off his American accent?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is hilarious. Which, from what I understand, that yeah. was just something that he, they heard him screwing around and so they wrote it in because they thought it was great.
0: Yeah, because, no, no, what it was, they realized at some point, reading the script, the hero and the villain don't meet they need a reason for them to meet. It's like, and it's like, you know what? He was well, they like, again. but yeah, but, but it's like, like, in terms of like, they need to meet before the end. All right. Yeah. For the setup. yeah so yeah. it is like, uh, all he, uh, like for, apparently the character, all he recognizes him is from his German accent. So, what if he spoke as an American? And then they went to Alan's like, Can you do an American accent? And then he did like, Yeah, love He did the bullshit California accent that he does in the movie. And it was like, Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's what's up. I think I'll use a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, McTiernan himself, like I said, in the original book, the villains were supposed to be straight up terrorists. But John McTiernan didn't want the villains to be terrorists because he considered it too mean. Which is yeah well, yeah. I mean the other thing too is
1: it's forget whether it's mean or not, yeah. it's too simplistic. if it had just been another movie with like you know the terrorist road because I mean you got to remember at that yeah. point in time, there had been so many of those because yeah. so much of that shit was actually happening
0: yeah this was actually what was more novel about it, true, and also the fact that you know this is supposed to be like big summer movie, he thinks and I agree with him, summer movies should be fun, yeah, so like putting some mean terrorists in there that were pushing push, some agenda yeah, wouldn't have been exactly there. he chose to avoid the villain's politics in favor of making them thieves in pursuit of monetary gain believing that believing that that would be more suitable for summer entertainment which is true yep and also uh, the original movie was supposed to take place over three days it's supposed to be a three day situation so they decided to condense it down to one night because uh, McTiernan himself was inspired by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream really that's they I was, That's like the last play yeah. I would ever have connected. That's the one he wanted, yeah, because all in one night. And uh, also uh, the other henchman here, Tony, who was uh, doing the electrical stuff, was yeah, Tony right there. Mm-hmm. He is one of three actors in this movie that all do. Uh, they've all done the Bond movie, really. All within like two years of this movie. So wait, so this would have been. Yeah, what, uh, Tony, Tony was. Uh, would have been Sean Connery then. No, right? no, 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 no. This is during the uh, Timothy Dal- oh, yeah, Dalton. Yeah, all, all of them were in Timothy Dalton's. Timothy Dalton. And, and t- Timothy Dalton. So, so I, a- after? No. Actually, uh, Tony was in one before, and uh, the other two, which we'll get into a little later, were after. Graham Bush and Robert Davi. Both of them were in License to Kill. Nice, yeah. So yeah. I just want to point out nobody at the party has any situational awareness. Yeah, because the people, a whole lit, group just can't. Six guys, with, with guns, with MP5s, and then we see our hero here. <laughs> his first in- in- instinct is to get a gun, but like this is what kind of tore people in terms of like how they want, uh, how they were kind of like film towards the movie. Like the hero has a gun, his first instinct is to run away. But at the same time, that's a more realistic approach to this because the fact it's just one guy with one gun, whereas these are several group of men guys with, with machine guns. guns. And like so he's smart enough to know. There's our Playboy model again with the yep. with the breasts out. <laughs> yeah, very nice breasts <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah. Also, T-shirt. this main henchman here, searching for McLean, he will become the villain in Ghostbusters two, two years later, like a year later actually, eighty nine. Wait, really? That's Vigo. <laughs> that's Vigo, Vigo the carpenter. Look <laughs> at him. You're right. That That's legal, legal in the car, You see, our hero, runs, our hero runs away to get help.
1: Well, and actually, I mean, again, talking about setting the table, doing a really good job, mm-hmm. thinking ahead in terms of the way stuff is built in, yeah. that slight little conversation about being scared of flying at the very beginning mm-hmm. that gets him to lose his shoes and his socks mm-hmm. set up perfectly so that it would be the right timing when, when Hans and the guys show up, mm-hmm. send him out running around barefoot, mm-hmm. which... Obviously, as we all know, ends up coming into uh, a major effect and not too distant. I think we got about another 40, 50 minutes before uh, he's going to be dying for some shoes. <laughs> and now we got
0: uh, Mr. McClain here went through an incomplete uh, portion of the building, which is really an incomplete portion of the building at the time. Fox Plaza was still under construction when they made this movie. Well, you got to have some fun with it. And if funny, you're going to break shit, do it where you're not done. And crazy <laughs> enough, Fox charged themselves for renting this, for renting this building.
1: <laughs> Damn Hollywood, man. Why are you... Well, the reason is because Fox also has investors, and you got to spend the money somehow.
0: Yeah, you know, also, uh, they have the, fir- the first couple blocks of uh, the bottom of the building and the top of the building that's, un- that's uh, under construction. The rest of the building had active tenants. Through, through the through the uh, filming of this movie. So all the explosions and all the shit that we're having at night, yeah, it kind of pissed a lot of people off. Uh, but let's actually... Let's yeah, talk- but if
1: you work in the movies, you work yeah.
0: in the movies. I think it
1: would honestly be more annoying <laughs> for, the, for the people across the way in Century Plaza.
2: Yeah.
1: I think they'd be a little more upset than the guys at Fox. The guys at Fox are like, "Ah, oh, we're getting paid.
0: Yeah, but real quick, let's talk about actually our hero, Mr. Bruce Willis. Mm. Yeah, we haven't really talked about him yet. Now, He's Bruce- so dreamy. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, actually, he was... Kind of a heartthrob at the time. Well, that was time. his thing, right? Yeah. And at, in fact, that was the whole deal, like, uh, what was the name of that TV show that was on again? I'm about to get into that. Uh, at the time, he was known as David Addison, uh, the smart-ass private eye on the show Moonlighting. That's what it was, with, Moonlighting. With, with Sybil Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. And the show was very popular, mainly because of the sexual tension between uh, the Bruce Willis character and the Sybil Shepherd character, David and Maddie. And one thing that was really re- revolutionary about that show is they broke the fourth wall and talked to the cu- talked to the actual viewer. Like they would begin each episode, "Hey, this episode is about this shit." They would do that, which you know was revolutionary at the time. It was unheard of. And then uh, stroke a look, uh, <laughs> and stroke being the optimal word, Sybil Shepherd got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Sybil Shepherd got knocked up. And because of the fact she got knocked up, it would cause Moonlighting's production to be postponed for eleven weeks. Uh more than ample time for Mr. Bruce Willis to knock out a movie if he wanted to. Which he did. So uh Bruce Willis uh at the time received a then unheard of sum of five million dollars to do this movie. At this point, doing this the like, and then like I said, this is like As an actor, in terms of a film actor, he only had made two big movies at this point where he was a star. It was a Blind Date, which actually has the Nakatomi building in the background. And when Fox Plaza was still in construction, it's in the background of one of the shots in that movie. (laughs) Crazy, right? (laughs) Foreshadowing. Yeah. And the second movie he did was called Sunset with him and James Garner. That did nothing. Uh, And like I said, for him to get $5 million, this is pretty much his third movie as a lead. And that was like, are you serious? Cause like, at, I, I can't think of anyone who'd be B-list that would settle for $5 million today. Once that news broke, <laughs> Hollywood went nuts. Like, people like... Because, like, at that, that sum of money was only reserved for people like Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro and Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Well,
1: what's crazy yeah. is then, like, watching no, no, something actually, like
0: uh, Jim Carrey blowed out of the water a few years later yeah, 10. Yeah. funny Funny enough, Schwarzenegger and Stallone didn't even make that kind of money yet. <laughs> so they were pissed. Yeah. So like uh, so everybody, y'all, everybody and their mama was calling their agents just like, how the hell did he get this kind of money? <laughs> We've been making movies where we leave for, for a while now that'll make millions of dollars and we're not getting that kind of money? Are you fucking serious? So yeah, he sent some shockwaves through Hollywood because of this Them, some that he got. That's great representation. Yeah, his agent. Yeah. Uh, actually they do a that you ever seen the uh, the thing on Netflix, since we're talking about Netflix, movies that made us.
2: Uh, they have the no, they, they have the
0: one. series Toys that made us. Where they talk about different toys. So they have a new one called Movies that made us. And one of the subjects is Die Hard, and his agent is on there talking about it. Like, yeah, people went nuts when they had released that damn uh, information. Mm-hmm. Now, we we just had to do a two minute commercial break, by the way. So. Yeah, because the fact uh, we, we Ed, we, we we still we're still working with ads. Yeah, but now we're back to the movie. Mister McLean is still going through the building. Now we have uh, Alan Rickman and Takagi. <laughs> Takagi's about to have a very bad night. Yes, he is worst night ever. And then, actually, funny enough, there's the part where he's talking about like uh, Pearl Harbor didn't work out, so we got you guys with tape decks. <laughs> no, the actor, the Asian actor, and so that does it. Let's see if I can find yeah. his name. But he actually started a bunch of, yeah, James uh, Sigata, who actually passed away. Um, yeah. yeah, he uh, actually started a bunch of movies about Pearl Harbor. And he's actually in uh, Battle of Midway. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a storied actor. Yeah, and actually, funny enough, going to the whole Japanese thing again. The password that they use here, uh when they try to get into the computer with Red Takagi Castle. Red Castle, that's the name of the actual boat, one of the boats that's called Pearl Harbor. Yep. So yeah, a little, which, which I mean I, I appreciate those little references and those yeah. details. It, it yeah. adds something extra to it. I love this quote here, like where he's like looking at the model and, and when Alexander looked at his kingdom he wept for he had no more worlds to conquer. I love it. I love That's it. great. It's such a great line. And then the whole thing about uh, uh, John Phillips London with the suits. Yeah. I have two of myself. Rumor has it. Arafat bias is there. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> a shame to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, in preparing for the role, uh, Mr. Willis actually uh, rode along with a bunch of real policemen. Uh, who, actually, who also served as uh, technical advisors on this movie. Which is part of why it's so good, even though yes. you still get off on a couple of things. But one thing he noticed about all the cops, which he he incorporated into the character, they have a really dark, macabre sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: We, which actually, Souza did a great job capturing. In fact, there was, a, there was there's a couple of times, from what I understand... While they were shooting, he was actually on the road. He wasn't able to be there, mm-hmm. and they were calling him, and he was writing as he was flying back and forth or wherever it was that he and, was actually. And also, they
0: say in the same documentary of the movies "Who Made Us" on Netflix, where him and De Souza actually met up at a couple of times. they like, "Hey, you're funny. You should you should put some of that funny into the script, man." And he's like, "And then actually, apparently." The, uh, uh, some of, I think, Bruce's agents or whatever were like kind of blocking D'Souza from getting to him. Like, hey, I got these fucking nice Well, Bruce doesn't want rewrites. Bruce doesn't want rewrites. And then Bruce got hurt and was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> what's wrong with y'all? Let him fool <laughs> So yeah, then he started getting them in there. Like,
1: what's wrong with y'all? Something I didn't notice before, but I'm kind of noticing a little more now. Mm-hmm. It looks like they have Terracotta Warriors. Yes, they do. In the background, which is kind of weird because you're blending Japanese and Chinese again.
0: But mm-hmm. then again, that's what Hollywood does. <laughs> Movie magic. But now, Mr. Hans here divulges his uh, plot that he's not a terrorist. He's actually there for the $640 million in negotiable bear bonds that they have hidden in their safe. And I love which this, is a way to do I, it. I love the kind of reaction. you here for money? <laughs> yeah. What kind of terrorist are you? <laughs> Who said we were terrorists?
1: Speaking of terrorists, yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting Speaking how of pretty much everyone on his team, except for him... I'm oh, sorry. I love this language. Thank you. Speaking of terrorists... It was, I was going to say, everyone except for Hans in this whole damn thing is like in sweats and a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because they were going for... I mean, because an argument can be made that it's very functional considering what they're doing. Yeah. But the flip side is, were they just doing it because they ran out of money on this movie? And they're like, hey, you know what, that's like... Three ninety nine for the pants. I'm five ninety nine sure, for the. I'm shirt. sure that
0: would be hot, seeing as I was Californian. And That's and what
1: then, I'm saying. And, like, then, it's and weird... factoring in adrenaline. Well, and you're coming as a German, so you're definitely going to be
0: more like geared towards the cold weather, which is weird, ironic, because Bruce Willis himself is actually more German than all the Germans in this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he's born. He was born in West Germany with a German mother.
1: Well, that makes more sense.
0: <laughs> which is crazy. I love Theo here, man. <laughs> Smarmy black guy. and also another fun personal fact about Mr. Willis that's what Urkel grew up to be stop (laughs) fun personal fact about Mr. Willis him and Demi Moore actually got married while they were shooting this movie really they got married at the Golden Nugget Hotel in Vegas little Richard presided over the ceremony (laughs) and Ali Shee from The Breakfast Club was a bridesmaid
1: How did that not last?
0: (laughs) That sounds sounds like like something that's built on a rock-solid
1: foundation. I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. Oh, oh, yeah, also, this happened right now.
0: Mr. Sikagi (laughs) negotiating for his life, and Hans kills him. Now, what happened here, John McTiernan found it necessary to cut away from Alan Rickman's face because whenever he would fire the guns, he would, like... Involuntarily, yeah, flinch, involuntarily flinch. And he can never get control over doing all the taking. So, whenever you see Hans shooting a gun, he's always it's, it's, always, it's always a really quick taste because you, you keep seeing him flinching if he keeps on to much longer, and like, Ugh. which yeah. is understandable.
1: I mean, it's you know, look, people who, who don't spend a lot of time with firearms or anything like oh. that, they have a yeah. They have a
0: hard time getting used to. It. Also, it's going, a lot. <laughs> Also, going back to the playmates in this movie, the first chick, the one that hopped into the dude's arms, that was Terry Lynn Doss, Playmate <laughs> playmate of the Month from July 1988. Uh, the one that had the titties out in the, <laughs> in the party, that was uh, Kim Malin, uh, Playmate from uh, May 82. And there's one more Playmate well, who's not actually in the movie, but in the movie. Uh, the, there's a part where John McClain is up there looking at like some. Well, oh, like, they, they showed that yeah, earlier yeah. when he sees in somebody's window or something. No, no, not that. But when um, he's uh, on top of the building, there's like, uh, I guess the construction crew left some like Playboys. Oh, right, yeah, right. Anything. One of them is, uh, that would be Miss Pamela Stein. Playboy of the Month. He, he comes walking by yeah. and says, I'm like, hey, girls. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah Playboy of the Month 1987. <laughs> 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 so many playmates in this movie. Well, right? I mean, all those guys were hanging out at the mansion. Oh yeah, They're we're, def- there we're there definitely fans, so and uh like I said I love the fact that and also most of the script itself was improvised due to the fact that they were constantly tweaking it, uh what they won't say, you know, say, Hey do this, do this, you know what I'm saying? And so the Souza, like you say, he couldn't always be there, but they were constantly calling him. Oh yeah. Constantly.
1: Well I mean that whole line, you know, for like a TV dinner, that was one of the ones that yeah. apparently he phoned in.
0: And now we have our terrorists here uh, getting their plan ready. They have a shit ton of deck cord. And Mr. McTiernan uh, said that basically the majority of the exterior shots of the building with they had explosions and all that other stuff were real. And of course that pissed off a lot of people in uh, Century City. Well
1: this is also back in the time when you could do that without having, you know, the FBI call. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he tried to do that shit today. I think we'd yeah. have a little bit of a problem, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, like uh, uh, going back to uh, Bruce Willis's first day on the job. His first day on the job is the most famous shot in the movie. Hmm. You can guess and guess what shot that is?
1: I can't ex- think, of the,
0: think of the one shot that's most associated when they do the trailers for Die Hard. Seriously? Yeah, that was his first day on the job. When, I would, he, I would, when John McClane jumps from the explosive you know, shit with the goddamn uh, clothes—that is stupid that, shit. That, that, is ever heard in, heard that is his in first day on the That's his first day on the job. You
1: don't, you don't risk your actor throwing him off a building. Well, day we, we, one. We, we'll you literally
0: that. do that the last day, so if he dies, no. the movie's done. No, no, <laughs> we're going to get to that when actually he gets to the part. But that was his first day on the job.
1: That is so ridiculous. That it is actually so fucked dumb. up. Same
0: thing. Alan Rickman's first day on the job. When he does the thing with him, and actually there's one part where he jumps down. Yeah, he he fucked up his leg when he did that. That's why you don't. They can <laughs> help it. The
1: stunts are the last thing you yeah. do, and so you
0: don't end up. I'm gonna the I'm put. I'm gonna put in another fact when we get to that scene because there's something real crazy. about like, that, did you
1: did you ever see uh, Rumble in the Bronx?
0: Yeah, You remember
1: Jackie Chan broke his foot making that? Yes, he did. So he ended up they had to make that stupid, crazy like cast socks that like could keep shooting. That's oh, yeah. why like you try to push all that shit to the yeah. end, so these guys don't get hurt.
0: And also, one thing we uh, just missed now, because we we're deep in the conversation now, John is uh, in the uh, little piece of construction. He, caught, he uh, pulled the fire alarm, the fire people are coming, uh, and of course the terrorists caught wind of this, and now they're calling the people away, but uh, we get our first, we, uh, Theo and Hans were just together, and they were in front of the vault. We got our first little taste of Ode to Joy from Beethoven, mm. which would basically become the theme song, the theme song for Die Hard. The reason that John McTiernan picked it is because of the fact he was inspired by... Because it was the same theme song for the violent scenes in a Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Michael Kamen, who did the score for this movie, also being a big Stanley Kubrick friend, was like... like if his initial thought was, no, fuck that. That's a stupid idea. But then he's like, you know what? I love A Clockwork Orange. We're doing that. Yep. Yeah. So, and because, like I said, if initially it was supposed to be a theme for the terrorists... To, uh, exemplify, to exemplify their violence and the joy they have of doing this little robbery or whatever. And it became the Die Hard, the Die hard theme. Whenever you see a trailer for Die Hard or. Old to other, Joy. Old to Joy. Dun, dun. Usually, of course, in modern days, they do like a hard rock version of it, but still, it's Old to Joy. This right here is one of my favorite moments when he's telling Oh, my friend, I'm yeah. not going to hurt you. But he loads the gun first, which is very. <laughs> I, I promise I won't hurt you. Well even better when he jumps over and he shoots at the ground because yeah. he just has no trigger and discipline. Like I said again, this guy was in uh uh he's in the Living Daylights, uh, Timothy Dalton's first mm-hmm. bomb movie. He was the main henchman, Necros. And he gets killed by Timothy Dalton in that one too. <laughs> <laughs> also playing a German. Yeah. Yeah. Well no 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 that, no no I take something. that no no I'll take that back. He was playing Russian. They were all Russians. Mm. Cause remember, it's still at the height of the Cold War. Yeah, all, all of them was in that movie. Anyway, wait, wait, this is one of the best lines right here, though. <laughs> yep. You're not going to hurt me. You're a yep. policeman. Yep. There's rules for policemen. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what my captain keeps telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a, you know, 80s, like, <laughs> yeah, Asshole such a, 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 eyes on the line, smart-ass line. Yeah, and then we got our first little bit of action between John and one of the terrorists.
3: Well,
1: hey. and there's there's something really like it's kind of it's kind of thematic about yeah. the way this fight ends up going, right? He he's he's outgunned to start with, yeah. Then he has no gun whatsoever, yeah. And this entire fight sequence, which is great and well done, the way they do yeah. it, it ends with him literally breaking the guy's neck, like his yeah. first murder, you no, know, and and killing this. You no,
0: know, the crazy part about it is not like he broke his neck doing some like cool ass kung fu move. It's falling down the stairs, yeah. And then like he didn't even whoop his ass. He just kind of held held on and just held on for dear life and just and then it worked out coincidentally happened to fall down some stairs I mean, this first side sequence yeah. is the movie
1: yeah it's just him hanging on and, try, and they, they keep
0: trying to kill him it really is it's yeah. Die Hard yeah, he's they not some, trying to kill him yeah, but he doesn't a, work he's not some superman he's, he doesn't have like crazy kung fu moves and shit like that he's just a regular dude just trying to get through this damn thing now we got another damn commercial for uh, Coke Zero again Let's get more into the movie hey
1: last time was for commonsense.org whatever that is Whatever the fuck that is <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. Good for you, common sense. <laughs> I have. I, I would be willing to venture. It probably has nothing to do with the rapper.
0: Yeah, Ooh, common sense. Oh, common. Yeah, common. <laughs> common. Yeah. What the fuck? How did I miss that? <laughs> common. I don't. I don't. You know, well, they actually have, a, they have an advertisement here for Attack on Titan, which I, I've never gotten into. My homeboy loves it. I never got into it myself. I've never been a big. Uh, I, well, I'm a big. I like animes, but not like to some extent. I'm like like I'm not like a manga guy, or none of that crap, whatever. Which pisses a lot of people off. apparently. are like, not you're not a intro- pop pu- culture expert. You're supposed to love manga, not necessarily. I just well, don't... if you were Japanese pop culture, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not getting off on looking at you know. Uh, Dude, I, but, I, to, but, I studied
1: Japanese for yeah. two and a half years. I don't even watch any of that stuff. Yeah, it's grown, just not
0: my thing. I'm not. I, I don't get off on like grown men that look like twelve year old girls. I'm sort of like, <laughs> look, Spirited we're, Away. With ridiculously large eyes. If, if we're going to start getting into and like talking
1: about like what's really great, if you want to go on like an animation thing, you have mm-hmm. to watch Spirited Away. Have You ever seen that? Yes, I have. Actually. Which is which is great. It's, it's wonderful. And it's awesome. It's culturally. Yeah, specific it's, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. There was another one I watched. I don't remember what it was called but it was I've seen one or two that that were alright but like if I'm gonna go anime Mm -hmm. the deepest I go Mm -hmm. Speed Racer
0: I dig anime I love a lot of anime it's like I love 8-Man after I love couldn't uh, do it can I finish I love 8 Man After I love of course the DBZ series I love uh, I love Speed Racer too Speed Racer and I love like Gigantor I love stuff like that you I know never seen? saw Gigantor and my favorite is uh, G-Force or uh, what a lot of people know is either Gachamon or Battle of the Planets or Eagle Riders they have a bunch of different names but it's basically Gachamon. you know what mine is mm-hmm. I actually got it. it's Black Dynamite
2: Oh yeah, that animation style, very similar. It's a similar
0: style. I think it was done by like uh, Japanese or Korean. I yeah. think they do like Korean like uh, animation. It's pretty cool. Yeah, see, Aka- like, yeah. Now we're Akagi. back to now we're back to uh, <laughs> now we're back to uh, Theo doing this thing disabling the first lock of the mini locks for this damn safe. And now he's done the mechanical uh, stage where he drills through it. That deal is pretty good. This shit, he's, he's
1: pretty decent. All right,
0: so now we've got John McClane. He's uh, he's got
1: his uh, MP five, couple yeah. of clips. Yep. He's got a scanner. Yeah. Now we. So we he can hear what these guys are saying. And that right there
0: begins the, cla- the most classic trope down here. And heart. that's probably
1: the second most important thing he just pulled out there. The, the, lighter, the lighter. Yes. he's going to be able to smoke some cigarettes. Of course,
0: but like the the radio is really the important thing he got out here. Nice frisking down there. Oh, sorry, Tony. And actually, that's another thing from the novel. Uh, they switched the names of the two uh, these two people. Uh, the brother is supposed to be Hans, so this is supposed to be Hans, and the bad guy Hans is Tony. So they switched <laughs> those two names, and of course he got the little joke well, Hans about Hans is just more sinister.
2: And then uh, the,
0: the, here comes the dark humor. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the Santa Claus, get a little smile on his face, you know, and let these people know what the fuck going on. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, which I think is a brilliant idea, uh, getting ch- giving him a chance to uh, do some reconnaissance without you know having to uh, expose himself exactly so yeah closing down the elevator itself opening up the elevator shaft getting on top of it uh, and uh, like riding it down and that's another important thing here whenever you see these elevator scenes that's actually Bruce Willis riding on top of the elevator so which again I mean like I said this, it's crazy to me not
1: necessarily in a bad way but it's just crazy to me to see what they were, they were able to get away with because I, I, can't, I can't imagine a studio today signing off on yeah go ahead and do all the stunts first and have the leading man
0: right on top well, of that elevator, elevator yeah. 30 floors up. In our building. Yeah. <laughs> like, let, let him well, get, as long
1: as it's a controlled environment. <laughs> let
0: him get hurt in our building. <laughs> the insurance company demands it. I do love this line where he's like sitting there eating like food, just real of like, yeah, we wanted to make this real cool, but uh, unfortunately, your Mr. Ka- Takagi didn't feel that same way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> but I think it's is such a great man. And, then, and like I said, going back to the dark humor, and then we get our first shot. Uh, well, right the now, great moment is he's he's totally in control, and he's writing everything. In the and way, then he just... says, "We are in control." Just as this crazy moment happens, where one of his henchmen is dead with a message on it, and then, of course, the first person sees it, and goes crazy. Now they're like, "Oh no! I guess we're not in control. <laughs> get,
2: them get, the back. Back. <laughs> get them back! Get them back!" Get no,
0: back while I get in control. No, I have a machine gun. And then of course, the wife sees him like, oh, she knows. She's she, like, she, yeah, that's, oh oh, it's him. Now oh, no, I have a machine gun. Ho oh, Ho Ho, ho. <laughs> it's so slow and so deliberate. And like this the kid That got. We missed. No, no, fat. <laughs> yeah, this just burned out. Cos growing fat on the pension. No, this is this is something else. <laughs> I love how he does that shit. And well, like, then, the awesome all the while, talking about telling all, his brother. Yeah. All the while, Bruce is sitting there like he's just listening, getting all the information he can, writing it down on his little wrist on with a Sharpie and shit. See see what he can do to fucking get, you know, he, let, he, let, let, let the police know what the situation is. He's He's a working cop. on yeah, a he's situational cop. awareness. Yeah, he's, he's a cop. Dude. He's doing some bamses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's kind of down like the number of terrorists, you know, his names he hears, Hans and Carl. And, well, it's because he's always got that investigative mind. That's right.
2: Yeah, and what I
0: love, just the intricacy. I I, I read that they said the, the writers, I think the Susan himself, actually they uh, went through this building step by step, you know, seeing what they could write in terms of like uh, this can go here, we can do here, we can do this, we can do that, uh, trying to find a mechanical piece. Look at this, man. Bruce mm-hmm. Willis rounding this down elevator chair. That is so cool. Yep. Until this and part. No way in hell. <laughs> they allow that. No way in hell you can get away with this shit today. No way. The CGI that That's kind of one thing I do miss about the kind of gung-ho days of Hollywood. See, that was one of the better things
1: about the 1980s in general. Yeah. I, and, like, I'm not taking anything away from CGI because you can do some great killer stuff when it comes to storytelling. Oh, wait. Here's your moment. Yeah. he's yeah, a Playboy model. Looking very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John noticed yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he might die. He he got he's, yeah, gotta, like he's it. gotta enjoy might the well get, moment.
2: Might as well get a look.
1: <laughs> but anyway, what I was gonna say is like even when you go to um, some like weird science or, or yeah, yeah. fear and love we were talking about, yeah.
0: practical in camera. Yeah. That yeah. was the heyday. And I do love this exchange change here. Carl is pissed off. You killed my brother, man. Like like hey, look like you calm down, like whatever you do, do not alter the plan. And if he alters it, he yeah, Hans don't have an answer. Yeah, what do well, you want? You get to alter. And also Carl Hill, uh Alexander uh off I believe that's the pronunciation of his name. He's actually a ballet dancer. Really? Really, he was a ballet dancer. I mean he light on his feet. And he made like two movies, two huge movies before this. Uh The Money Pit with Tom Hanks and uh Shelley Long yep. and Witness with Harrison Ford. He was mm-hmm. the Amish dude. He was the he was the Amish dude. And, and oh witness. yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, he was on the roll here. Like he, I think like, I don't think he did much in terms of film after this. But like he, uh, he of course another one that passed away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, like he's indelible now, he's he forever. Well, but, and look these these kind of these kind of movies are hard to do.
1: God, look at that shot, man. More and go back to back. Look at it's nineteen. Look at
0: nineteen eighty eight L A man. you've already got Century City going. <laughs> Yeah, and now uh, uh, Miss McLean is on the roof getting into, uh Now they had that first indication of there's somebody up there. Mm-hmm. Like who is he? Like, but a lot of people are like why, why? aren't they reacting? Well, because it's part of their plan. Like, well, it's not so much part of their plan, but like. The timing
1: is just happening a little sooner. But they gotta figure out what they're doing first and see yes. what is he saying, what does he know? Uh, improvise. And that's when he goes best yeah.
0: place, yeah. All right. provides Improvised Oh yeah, also this uh supervisor here, uh the dispatch supervisor, she's also on die hard too. She's a stewardess on board that flight. Well, yeah, she got fired because she didn't listen to the first. Broadcast. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, she got
0: fired for not. Listening. So she had to start. She had to start flying. Yeah, for not listening to John McClane when was trying to be serious about some shit, and it's actually a legit terrorist terrorist attack. <laughs> so she fucking got fired, became a stewardess. See, it all works. Yeah, I like I like I like her little line about her too, because she like uh, she was the one like she was like getting pestered by the William Atherton character. Mm-hmm. And she's wondering, like, why are you, like, uh, why are you so mad at, uh, it is some man, it's Holly McClane, like, why, why, why is he so still sit with you? I have a restraining order against her, I'm not supposed to, be, like, he's like, I'm not supposed to be within 50 feet of him. What did you guards. do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did you do? Knocked out two of his teeth. <laughs> Would you like some champagne? <laughs> I, I, love, I love that exchange. Everybody's uh, got And Carl, side. and Carl now coming at the John with his styre off. This is the first yeah. real gunfight of the movie. Yes, and it's a great one. And now the dispatch uh, is like, mm, like uh, go "See if go somebody go. can
1: do a drive by." And
0: now we get our first shot of Mr. Al Powell, played by Reginald Bell Johnson I think it might have been after watching this movie. It was the yeah. first time I ever decided to have a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Twinkies would actually become uh, his trademark it's because of this movie. <laughs> As but, they should. They, you know, they should bring him back now and he yeah. should do for Twinkies. Yeah, but, but actually, great thing about <laughs> Reggie Johnson, he was just another one of these journeyman actors out here in Hollywood. Uh, he did a New York thing for a while. Uh, and um, actually, funny enough, uh, in that Living Color book I told you about, they mentioned him because he was in an improv group in the early, late 70s, early 80s uh, with a bunch of other black actors in uh, New York, and one of which was Robert Townsend. Really, and occasionally they would get visits from King Ivory Evans and his little brother Damon. Okay, so hold on, real quick, this, just because I want to. Oh yeah, two. the gas. This no, this shot. Well, forget about the gas being seventy cents a gallon. No, no, it's seventy four cents. Seventy four cents. Yeah. Yeah, look at that.
1: Doesn't it look like there's gunfire up, up? Like it seems. I saw like the lights. No, no, no. That, didn't it look no, like. No, but, but that could be.
0: But that can also be misconstrued as like you know lights here from like whatever they like the helicopter lights. They, the, the see the landing pad is making lights. They can see that. I guess, but I mean, you, you can hear that, man. Even with it being up high, you still it's going to travel. Well, in uh, out in here, but like I said, going back to Reggie Johnson, like I said, Keenan Iwans and and Damien Wayans will come by there, and it will do a lot of the early and living color characters. For this like improv group, hmm. so you know, he was around for a while, and he had some big parts in different movies. Like, uh, well, he was the cop in Ghostbusters. Well, he was in the jail. Like he was the cop, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, hey, Ghostbusters. You know, he was the cop in that one, and he was also the sheriff, the chauffeur in uh, Crocodile Dundee. So he had those two big parts, and but this is really at this point he's actually talking about quitting. And saying the hell with Hollywood because he was, wasn't really making it. He was in his 30s. He was living with his mother. And, you know, things weren't jelling. But then he got this audition. And he actually said in the audition, like, if you hire me, I will be the best Al Powell you can be. Because he was desperate. He, mm-hmm. he he wanted this part. And he did his thing. He and, did a great job. And, it's uh, iconic. And the rest is history. It was so good it came back for the second one. That's right. And then, on top of that, this made him. Because after that, he did a uh, Turn Hooch. And then the role that actually really made him, Carl mm-hmm. Winslow. Yep. On, on uh, who debuted on Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's like, "No, he 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 debuted on Family Matters. No, no. he debuted on Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. Carl and Harriet Winslow first that's made their appearance. one of those ones in that we we're talking about yeah. The spinoffs. Yeah, Carl and Harriet Winslow like the made their first appearance on Perfect Strangers, not Family mm-hmm. Matters. It eventually became Family Matters. They got their own show, but that's yeah, what the what girl did. was back again. He said hi again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can <could> see why. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, this is another great part too. Uh, there's another stunt coming up here. A famous stunt from the movie where uh, there's actually a mistake. That they kept in the movie, but you see John here going through different ways to escape from these damn terrorists in this ridiculously complicated building. Well, I mean, I've never been in an elevator shaft. Maybe it is complicated. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Look
2: at that. But like,
0: just like just him alone with this one little gun that he got. Like, I forgot the. I think you know, it's ma- an MP5. Yeah, no one to the machine gun. I think I had it here at one point, but pretty uh, sure it's. It looks like it's pretty close to an MP. 5 Yeah, it is an MP5. Right. It, it is an MP5. Yeah, yeah. nine mm Yep. And like he used what he, what I do here is try to use the strap to <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how Try gonna, to try to know, uh, now we got to another commercial well, for the Coke.
1: Just yeah, I was gonna say, in case mm-hmm. you didn't know, mm-hmm. you should drink Coke Zero. No, no, sorry, Coke Zero Sugar. Because apparently that's somehow different from Coke Zero, which we used to have.
0: That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> these stupid commercials from this damn thing. Like, uh, okay, we get it's it. It's still free. Okay, well, actually, they have got another hit for HBO's Watchmen, which is huge right now. Have you watched well, this yet? Uh, actually, I haven't got around to actually sitting down and watching it. Not, it's
1: on my list. I just but haven't got there.
0: so many people who have watched it are telling me, oh, my God, it's so great, so wonderful. Because uh, one thing they really play up here. Is uh like differences in like race race tensions? Uh, that's one thing they do. Uh, that's one thing they say they're doing really well here on the show. Uh-huh. And look at this, like uh, I could, just looking at it, the production value is fantastic. Yeah, I mean they put well. the
1: money into it. But yeah. HBO does that all the time. That's right. Yeah, yeah family, I'm actually really interested to see it as a series. Yeah, family family sitting around eating sushi
0: <laughs> because that's what <laughs> the normal, families normal families do. do. That's such a creepy looking kid. Device Device-free free dinner. dinner. Oh, oh there sense. you go. That's a common. Now comes that
1: common sense. Okay, so let's go back to John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> Who's currently hanging down an elevator shaft? Okay, so the all, all the fire, So all the firearms used in this movie are basically uh, real firearms that are modified to functional blanks. It's like all MP5s, and I think he had mm-hmm. a Beretta. Yeah, because all, uh, all the all the all uh, the modern uh, small arms munitions are intended for like minimum. Like muzzle uh muzzle flash. Uh Mr. McKenna here wanted vivid, exaggerated realism uh with the muzzle flashes. So they fabricated the flashes the, the blanks to be so powerful, uh that do uh, do like that doing them like in standard firearms Would actually make them like unworkable. So yeah, they modified all these bullets that had these crazy like muzzle flashes and shit like that. And like I said, we've got Mr. McLean here. Uh, actually, that's a stunt man. This is this is the uh, the first uh, yeah really is, ridiculous thing that he. But does this is movies. also the uh, this is also the mistake I was just talking about. Like okay. he's uh, he's doing the thing. He's trying to he's, he's got hit. the gun, that's using
1: his... it to uh, to lower himself down, hopefully yeah. to the next section. He trying to <laughs>
0: trying to talk Carl out of it. Carl's like fuck that. He killed my brother. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like uh, we have bad
0: reception. Yeah. Uh, shit. Oh sorry. And then he just the strap <laughs> breaking. Yeah, it's it's starting breaking. to give. And We're getting close there Getting close here Yeah here we go Bye bye nah.
2: nah Not yet Not yet
0: <laughs> A little bit more Cause he gotta reach There's, a, there's one shot Where he, re- he shows him reaching
2: Yeah uh, uh, But he's getting
0: He's getting close to like, we, All this anticipation For this one fucked up shot <laughs> But uh, I love Carl He's so menacing here man Yeah Yeah there's the shot And now we have the mistake And yeah Boom that's the mistake. The, the, the stunt man actually fell down all the way down. He didn't get hurt because they had like a pad underneath. But yeah, he fell, fell all the way down. down. Yeah, and they kept it in the movie. They should. It, That's way better. Yeah, That's it's more,
1: more realistic. And, now we have and to then try. one of the great the Souza lines that apparently was a calling.
0: Come up to the close. Get to, <laughs> come up to the close, Get together. Have laugh a <laughs>, laughs. And the one, like one of those great shots that they always use whenever yep. they associate with Die Hard. Like even when uh die hard was went to the regist- went into the National Film Registry, that, that was the shot, a shot that movie. they used. <laughs> now I know what a TV dinner feels like.
1: Well the great thing about this too is from that shot, the, the uh the exterior of it, mm-hmm. he somehow is counting and guessing and he thinks he knows exactly where to go to figure <laughs> out where the hell he is in the ventilation system. No, uh, which after is, well, that in, complex in a, in a building that he's never been in before. But what's even crazier is at least according of the movie,
0: he does, because <laughs> he, he gets really close to killing John McClane here. Oh yeah, another great fact, uh, which is actually they did it already. Uh, but when, when uh, was killed and John is by himself praying, like, oh my God, Argyle, I hope you heard the shot, which of course Argyle would not be able to hear. But Argyle, I hope you heard the shot, and uh, and you hear Argyle just call, listen to a song or whatever. Now later on. Uh, when Powell shows up, he says, who's driving this car? Stevie Wonder. That's the Stevie Wonder song he's listening to. <laughs> and also, when, when Powell gets shot up, he's listening to the same Stevie Wonder song again. It's Skeletons by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> which is, I mean, that's nice. It's that, got some irony to yeah. <laughs> it. Which, uh, which is actually, I think, I remember the album, I think it's, I think it's called uh, Character Piece or something like that. But yeah, I, love, I remember the album. <laughs> Stevie Wonder on, was on, uh, was a, was a, He's on a good high this time, so <laughs>
1: I love this moment right here. Like, They're oh, looking at each other through the vent, but not really. Not, yeah, but they are. They
0: see each other, but don't see each other. And like he's just about to get them too. But you know, John's all messed up, and now we got our first shot of Powell coming into Stevie Wonder Town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. actually, I posted a thing a couple of days ago. Speaking of Mister Richardville Johnson. Uh, of, uh, there's an episode, or it was a blooper that he, uh, that he didn't know about on family matters. Uh, there's a line one of the kids looks at him. He's like, yeah, he does look like the dad from the Fresh Prince. And then the actual actor from the Fresh Prince, uh, Mr. Uh, the late James Avery actually shows up (laughs) 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 and it's like, they have nice little moments, you know, uncle Carl meets uncle Phil. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Look it up on YouTube. It's so right, great. I have to check that out. Yeah, Uncle Carl meets Uncle Phil, man. It, like, you, and then you see how much bigger Uncle Philly he is. Like. <laughs> he's a big be man. Dude, yeah. I, love, I love these these 1980s Crown Vic cars Yeah, yeah. Who's driving this car? Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this shit here. Like, yeah, I don't see nothing going on here. There's a security guard. I guess There's they could a good security and guard. And actually, the game that he's watching is USC versus Notre Dame. But apparently, they never do anything. <laughs> they have never done a game at Christmas. So <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, those two teams
1: don't even play each other
0: that often. They, 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 play, they do play each other, but never at Christmas. Not,
1: but, but again, it's not even every season. Mm-mm. So that's why it'd be even weirder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, if it's alright, I'm going to uh, just... Go ahead and take a stroll. I'm gonna drink a stroll. almost get myself shot in the face.
0: We're also gonna take a
1: stroll here. <laughs> uh, he's drinking some water. I'm, I'm eating a taco. <laughs> I had a sip. I'm good. But yeah, you can have a taco. That's why we did. Uh, what would Busey say with tacos? Mm-hmm. We're just keeping it, you know. Some to what's happening? Some good ass tacos, by the way, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Del Taco. It's taco rific. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to set up for uh, for a sponsorship. It's taco rific. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna add horrific to everything. Yeah, Die Hard. It's Die Hard horrific. And we got it from uh, or uh, do like uh, uh, was a bunch o or whatever. Yeah, uh, we got it from Bunch O Tacos (laughs) or uh, Tacos R
1: Us. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page out of uh, uh, Steve Martin's book, and it's gonna be Couple Tacos.
0: Oh yeah, here we go. Um, When uh, John here is trying to break the damn window with the chair, apparently. He couldn't break that... They had the bloopers of it, too, where he could not break that damn window with that chair. He ended up Which is the, what they're designed
1: for. Yeah. He, he ended up breaking <laughs> that the chair movies. more than he ended up breaking the Well, they, they <laughs> literally designed windows on these skyscrapers mm-hmm. and shit to, like, withstand hurricane-force winds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really thick, killer glass. He destroyed that chair before he actually destroyed the window, and they tried that many, many times. That was a big ass, big cumbersome ass chair for him to do it to. Praise motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, uh, Bruce Willis is left-handed, and they made John McClane left-handed for obvious reasons. Well, it's just easier. Yes, it is. <laughs> but this is the first instance of what they call the brass blast from Mr. Michael Kamen in the score. Dun Which they use. I almost acknowledge him in the rest of this movie. <laughs> but that's
1: the oh, first Al, instance of it. Al this. Powell is about two steps yes. away from getting shot in the face. Oh, hell with this.
0: So lucky. So lucky. <laughs> I've got Twinkies. I like this guy. I like this dude. I, 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 no more table
1: <laughs> It's just, it's so great. And
0: that's actually the stunt coordinator's brother. He, yeah. he looks like he's just high on cocaine, doesn't yeah. he? Yes, he does. Yeah, this is stunt Cornelia's brother. This is guy. Here. Let me give you we, some
1: advice. When you have a chance to shoot, shoot someone, shoot, shoot them.
0: Yeah, well, she does.
1: <laughs> right and, in the day,
0: and apparently, really, uh, Bruce Willis really messed up his ears doing this. Oh, Because a gun so damn close to his ear, and
1: they're not letting him it. And, and, and if they're going to pack it to have the unrealistic muzzle flash, mm-hmm. it's, that's a lot of powder. Yeah, exactly. What's oh. crazy too is it gets some really great atmosphere in this thing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of all of that powder and everything burning up, man, they, they get some
0: good smoke inside the, inside the uh, <laughs> office building. Yeah, but now we're gonna actually get another Stevie Wonder shot. But yeah, mm-hmm. here's, here's another famous moment from Die Hard. Like, you know what? You, you want me to get your attention? Fine, I'll get your attention. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, pause, and like, there ain't nothing going on here, man. This is wild goose chase." You see know. that? You yeah. gotta sing him. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Boom, <laughs> body. <laughs> Body and guns. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody starts firing on him. Yep. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> tell what's c- crazy? Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> well, what's crazy is
1: with the heavy guns those guys are bringing up right there, shooting at him, yep. that he gets away yeah. with. <laughs> Argyle <Ar-Galf laughs> never figures out anything's going on until so it's way
0: too fucking late. Wait, like, you win it now. You know? <laughs> now they're down on Avenue of the Stars. <laughs> back, back, uh, oh, yeah. Also, back at that uh, the documentary I was talking about, uh Reggie Bell Johnson at the end walks back over to Fox Plaza to the different locations or whatever, and he walks back to this spot where he did this thing with the uh, with the car. That was actually him driving that car.
1: Well, he said he was going to be the best Al Powell.
0: Yes, he was. And he was. And now we get our first shot of Mr. Uh, Richard Thornburg, Dick Hole <laughs> <laughs> reporter, played by... authentic 80s dickhole Mr. William Atherton he's I mean you know when you're. he was king he was king of dickholes (laughs) when you're good you're good yeah and also uh, the little thing here right like, hey Wolfgang's a friend of mine has another real 80s uh, reference to Wolfgang Puck and his restaurant Spago on Sunset back in the day which is like the hot spot in LA you you say that like it's not anymore is it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> is it? I can't afford. To I eat can't. Eat yeah, exactly. I don't know what the fuck. It is. I can't afford to eat a Spago do, do you know? Do you know my hot spot in Hollywood? No, Mel's. <laughs> you know, if I do, if I if I get a little extra money, I like to go to fucking uh, Lowry's Prime Rib um, You're talking I've like got, I, I ever have that much money. Uh, no, uh, last time I went to Lowry's when I went with you for shit, my shit. bachelor party. Shit, you. Oh yeah, that was the last time I went. <laughs> ah. Ah, I was I afford it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you man. know what? I might go, you know, for like my birthday or something like that. See, but there you, gotta, you go. So now you gotta, you know, in uh, words of Tom uh, Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec, gotta treat yourself. Treat yourself, yourself.
3: <laughs> <Treat> yourself two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that
0: show so much. It's okay, we are still yeah. talking because there's more uh, commercials here. Yeah, so it, sorry about the commercials, man. we we're,
1: we're just about, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. The new Coca Cola product you should try.
0: Damn it. It has zero sugar. That should be the name of this goddamn podcast. (laughs) Coke Zero Sugar. No, it's not going to be it. It's not going to be that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. But yeah, okay. Everyone's
2: like, calm down,
0: calm down. The police are here. But actually, and, uh, but well, he, but, he, but Han, he, Hans
1: is trying to keep everyone on task, so he's got everybody's running around like their yeah. heads, like their chickens with their heads cut off. But he's going, "Hey, we need the detonators." But he's like, "No, look, police police intervention was inevitable, and in this
0: case, necessary. necessary. It's part. Of, and this is the first inkling you've got That is definitely part of the plan for the cops to show up." But now we got our first uh, instance of the great diehard pro uh, trope, or whatever, John McClane talking shit to the bad guy through a radio, <laughs> which has been copied God knows how many times. But like I just love the calm, cool of Mister Alan Rickman here. <laughs> You're quite <watch> the trouble, For that, I said, Kid it to God." Wrong. <laughs> yeah, it got Tom such a smart ass man. Like, yeah, really, it really plays up Bruce Willis' love. He, I think he had, I think he had just won or already won the Emmy at this point. For,
1: yeah, uh, I think he had just won. Yeah. I
0: think that's part of what yeah. got him noticed enough so he had a shot at this film. Yeah, he won an Emmy for his uh, for best actor in the comedy series for Moonlighting. Yep. Yeah, And we got a first shot of some C4 here, which is going to play a big part in the finale of this movie. It is a big part in that multiple moment. scenes of this movie. God, yeah, C4. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that moment. It, They're yeah. using artillery on us. They're not using artillery. It's him. <laughs> and also, uh, he talks about the cigarettes here, like, um, being European. Uh, because you know, it's was, it was like a weird instance. Of, I looked it up. Apparently, the cigarettes he has here are actually French cigarettes. Uh Despite, the fact, well, all I mean, the, despite it, the fact that all the villains are supposed to be German.
1: Well, and, and assuming, here's the thing too, assuming that he's, uh, you know, he's a New York cop or whatever, mm-hmm. he's going to at least be able to look at something as simple as cigarette packaging whatever and mm-hmm. see that it's a different language and probably have enough to be able to identify Spanish, French, or German, even if he can't mm-hmm. totally understand it. So it works yeah. because
0: you really yeah. get that full
2: sense wait, 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 of the wait, cops wait, thing. Why are you doing that? We got,
0: we got, we got, we're now in time for the most iconic part of this movie. You really think he can win, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, hey, motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, uh, actually, uh, John McTiernan didn't get it at first, but then, like, it was Souza and Bruce Willis that pushed Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, which, they, which,
1: fantastic. Yeah, yeah one it, was had, brilliant it
0: has become the catchphrase of that character another this franchise, and it's been used... In all the other Die Hard movies, and I'm trying to
1: remember other. how they uh, there's there a weird way
0: they would edit it for television. No, I was actually about to say that uh, the edited version for television was Yippee Ki Yay, Mel and Farmer.
1: Well, no, and then actually remember in uh, at the end of uh, Die Hard Two, it's
0: Yippee Ki Yay, Mr. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Which also, the uh, and also, this she plays the reporter Gail Wallace. She's also in another uh, silver. and she's in two more silver movies. Uh, and she actually plays the same character in the movie Ricochet. Gail Wallace, Oh, yeah. And she, but she's also...
1: Isn't, isn't she in, uh, Lethal Weapon?
0: She's in Action Jackson. Action Jackson. She's a, she is killed in the beginning scene of Action Jackson.
1: Who is it? Who, I can't remember the woman's name who's the, uh, and also the Will,
0: therapist. therapist. Uh, who? In, in, in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, she is the therapist. It's right. her. It's her. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. a Lethal Weapon as a therapist, but, like uh like in terms of like yeah yeah yeah, she is she is right and all of them yeah she is riggs is always busting on her yeah and she she, she always goes nuts because of riggs 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 is always just driving up a wall yeah (laughs) (laughs) and also i was going to say her that the reporter chick and uh what's her name uh agent johnson robert dowdy are in the Goonies together
1: yeah yeah Actually, I I was fortunate if I got to to meet him once a while back, class act, like really really Robert, chill guy. Robert Ivey? Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, he's a he's a really nice dude. Mm-hmm. And still still out there making movies and TV shows. He's got a lot of stuff going on in
0: New York. Like he's he's still busy. Hmm. And Also speaking of other Johnson, I'm friends with the other Johnson.
1: <laughs> really? So between the two of us, we met both Johnsons. On
0: the, on, the, on Facebook, <laughs> I'm friends with I'm friends with uh. We should call this the one with two Johnsons. <laughs> 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 That'd be a great name. <laughs> that would be a great name. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm fans. I'm I'm Facebook friends with uh, Grand Al Bush. Nice. Yeah, he's a great guy. Right? I think
1: I'm LinkedIn connected with Robert De Visto. It's definitely the one with two Johnson. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's the, podcast. the one. The one with two Johnsons Okay, I got with that. I'm sipping a drink and drinking, laughing at this funny ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. But yeah, he's real nice. Like we're not like friend friends and all like that. But he's um, yeah, hit me up once in a while. You know, for like birthdays and shit like that. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. They so, both did a great job in this film. Yes, it did. And then actually, like I said, a year later, they were you know in both in a, a James Bond movie. Yeah.
1: Actually. My favorite moment though, I gotta say, when they're <laughs> flying it on the helicopter, ah, it reminds me of Viet fucking, uh, <laughs> He's
0: like, I was in <laughs> high Dickhead. Yeah, the
2: junior high Dickhead moment.
0: Yeah. And actually, this is the first of three movies they do together. They did this, like I said, License to Kill, and they were both in Maniac Cop 3. I, I have no <laughs> idea what that is. You ever seen Maniac Cop movies? No, certainly not the third <laughs> one. <laughs> that was a dumbass question, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I, I say you never seen the Maniac Cop movies. No, I've not seen the Maniac comic. That's what's not the fucking point. That's funny. That's funny. That's really fucking funny. I mean, fun.
1: to be fair, mm-hmm. I saw John Wick 3 before I saw John Wick and John Wick 2. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, so the dude driving in, um, Blaine yeah. T. Johnson, that's the stunt coordinator. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you would want him to be Puscelli, I think, Pus, Pursini or something like that. Well, I'm just but, glad somebody called the principal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dwayne T. Robinson, played by the late Paul Gleason, who was another one of those 80s dickholes.
1: Well, and I mean, I think at this point, he was probably still most famous for The Breakfast Club.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, he was in Trading Places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ends up getting raped by a gorilla. He is, right. He's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, Clarence Beaks. <laughs> Clarence Beaks. Clarence Beaks. <laughs> this is game that got ten grand. Ten grand. You pay, I had check and payroll for, for fifty thousand. It says for research. Yeah, research. You get a cr- cracker We'll get into top. We'll get into trade places when we get there. Like, look. And, uh, and oh yeah, The line right here says all day. Oh, uh, Paul, that could be a fucking bartender for all we know. Bruce Willis before he got famous was actually a bartender. You know, he got he got depressed, People jump. <laughs> and then the machine guns a shot at my car. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. same silly son of a bitch that have been, been talking, talking to. <laughs> hey, really? Actually, I was going to get to that. Actually, uh, have they talked to him yet? I don't even know yet. Yeah. Uh, no, well, uh, uh, actually, now we got another scene here on this Bonnie Bedelia as Holly, uh, Colin, pretty much making up stance against Hans that like, what idiot make you in charge? You did, when you killed my boss.
1: So that must mean, then, because if Takagi was the CEO, she was the president of the company. So she was making a shit ton of cash.
0: I'm guessing.
1: And you know, what, going back to the earlier part, too, with what uh, with a dickhead, uh, the, the what was the one guy's name with the uh, the beard? I can't remember the character name. The beard? The one who jumps in here in a little bit, says, I'm sick of seeing who's going to get us killed first, them or your husband.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Ellis. Ellis, yeah. yeah. When he's, his whole thing... Show him the watch you got. Show him. Oh yeah, It's a Rolex. Actually, actually, in the original <laughs> script, uh, he he actually takes her arm and puts the Rolex in John's face because he's all cooked up and shit. John, trying to be maintained for her, just snatches her arm away and just like fucking looks and slits him down and kind of, They have a little moment there. <laughs> and He's like, "It's nice." It's, and he kind of relaxes. He kind of relaxes arm. Like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah I got you.
1: Oh, and then we have the knowing look. Okay, good. My my, my husband's photo is turned down, so he doesn't know my husband's. Well,
0: much. actually, going back to, like say said, the choice of Bonnie Bedelia for this part, uh, actually, is was uh, Bruce Willis himself who suggested Bonnie Bedelia because he saw her in a movie called uh, Heart Like a Wheel hmm. and really loved her performance in that movie, and he was the one that suggested her. She's a solid performer, too. Yeah, she is. Uh, she was also in like, a bunch of other movies, like What uh, uh, The Boy Who Could Fly, mm-hmm. and uh, She Was a Vampire in Salem's Lot. No <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. <laughs> a she, she was it was like <laughs> Oh yeah, now Argyle finally figures out that yeah, uh the building I'm in is currently being seized by terrorists as he's uh raiding the mini bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Deborah Uh-oh. White, but yeah, like, like hey, that brother's been living off this thing for thirty plus years and he's also in that documentary too. No, well, yeah. I'm guy. glad he got some back in Yeah, yeah, man. He's doing. He's
1: decent. got. He gets a pretty decent
0: amount of screen time. yeah He's doing just fine, man. Yeah, look at this. I love this. Like the real fear actually comes to his face. Like, yeah, I've been stuck in this building this whole time with these damn terrorists, and now the SWAT team comes in. And and I love how in the '80s the SWAT team's always running.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the SWAT team always has to run. I, 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 I,
0: it's just like, it's just every, like every movie Yeah Every movie that I've seen SWAT team in Like especially in this time frame <laughs> they're, they're always running For whatever reason The SWAT team Has no
1: No tactics oh my God. They just have special weapons And running. They should be called SWAT teams dude they're
0: just <laughs> There's no that's tactics a, That's gonna stay with me now <laughs> It well, true. It it's a reality, man. It's like a trope, <laughs> straight out of Blues Brothers. Man, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing so hard. But goddamn, that's funny. See, now you see, you see uh, John sitting there smoking the French cigarettes, letting, the, um, hoping that he's gonna get some help, hoping the LAPD, letting the LAPD initially do their thing, but then he realized they're about to make a really fucked up mistake. <laughs> yeah, because these guys have got everything set up. Yeah, like they've waiting for you to do some bullshit like this. Well, and then the other thing that's great here, too, is this, this exchange between him and Al, and then when Look, you bring in... Yeah, if, you know, if you are who I think you you know when to sit down, when to shut up, and when to pray. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and then even this, this next little turnaround here when
1: they start shooting at the lights, and oh, yeah. for whatever reason, we still have Deputy deputy Chief, what was it, Dwayne... Dwayne T. Robinson. Dwayne T.
0: Robinson. Robinson.
1: I was going to say Johnson, but it's not Johnson. Hey, Robinson. It's Robinson. Good <laughs> <It's Robinson, yeah. laughs> Oh, I think they're shooting out the lights.
0: Yeah, no shit. We already said. That. Actually, one <laughs> of the I, uh, another commercial just came on for us. But one of the major oh, This is good stuff. I'm not going to fuck, fuck <laughs> all this shit. No, one of the major uh, uh, negative reviews for Die Hard actually came from Roger Ebert, and it was largely because of Dwayne T. Robinson. He hated that character, and he thought like the character that just balled down. I would be interested to movie. see what he thought of it today, because
1: from. I, Ebert and, uh, and and Siskel may the maybe they both rest in peace they will go back mm-hmm. years and years later and sometimes they'd revise because like there was a, a movie that was uh, done by, by one of my mentors Tom Makowitz, mm. Mother Jugs and Speed oh yeah and when that came out he decimated them. Yeah. it was horrible it was garbage yeah and then I, I Tom was telling us like 15-20 years later yeah. he, he came out with that book again at the movies yeah and uh he revised his original thing, and he actually, you know, said it was it was a good movie. And honestly, it was. It was a pretty solid movie. Uh-huh. wasn't uh, Wasn't necessarily Bill Cosby's best, but you know, yeah. that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother get down right now, buddy. A, it's a whole nother drink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got it. That's a whole other drink of... Uh. <laughs> You're so fucked up. That's why I love you on this damn thing, man. you killing me tonight, dude. You know what? Sometimes it's just working. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> that is still fucking funny. To me. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't <swap> to <laughs> Dude, just watch the watch the TV show SWAT and just yeah. have that run through your yeah. head. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now we had uh, well, once the commercials play, we're at the uh, tank scene when they bring in the. the oh SWAT wait, pack. hold on though. And our commercial that we're watching
1: right now, is Will, uh, is Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell wants us to use common sense okay. for a device for your dinner.
0: Okay. All right, but now back, <laughs> <laughs> back to the movie. Now back to the movie.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, now sh-
1: time for our first major yeah, firefight. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're gonna put down the uh, the steel gates yeah. because. Apparently this place was turned into a damn castle. Oh my
2: god! Yeah,
1: I had no idea Fox was this uh, yeah, worried yeah. about security. Oh yeah,
0: and the dude that plays the SWAT uh, commander—that's <laughs> a yeah remember, remember, yeah, remember that's the dude from uh, Commando. Yeah, bring <laughs> a car. Bring a car. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. I can't open my mouth. Bring a car. And speaking of, remember I, talked, I was talking about the '90s Flash series on CBS? Yeah, he he did an episode of it. He was a bad guy in the episode. It was like. Uh, He's like he had a, like a, he was like a bullshit like a thief who had like the scientist brother who came up with this machine that can render anybody in, to go to sleep or whatever instantly. <laughs> so he uses it to rob banks and shit. Of course, the Flash gets a hold of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. but he okay. so but he's but he saw a He ends up. Uh, oh yeah, I love this shit here with the, with the for some swat team, the for SWAT some going through a rose bush. And I get, did I did it. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Well, dude, actually, the best part uh, that I, I have to say, and I can vouch for, yeah. getting out of that parking garage over there yeah. is a pain in the ass, so I totally understand why Argyle's stuck.
0: And also, this part right here with the, the, the Asian terrorist. Uh, Steals the candy bar? <laughs> that's an improv on his part. Which was uh, which I was actually really, a really great idea. Yeah, John Martinez was like, hey, man, you should be doing something here. So, and he's like, yeah, okay, take the candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, yeah.
1: Hey, you know what? Sometimes you need some sugar before your firefight. But it's such
0: a realistic thing to do. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look the SWAT team, all so inept. And of course, they're about to get slaughtered. And Theo here is just so calm, like watching everything on his computer. And Argyle is trying his best to get out of there. But because of the fact that Theo is control they have shut down every goddamn exit. So he is stuck, buddy. And for some reason, instead of parking it, so <laughs> he's, like, he's out at, of the and, way. And looking at the teddy bear, like shut up. <laughs> and actually, I was going—I was going to say that when it first plus showed up, the teddy bear is a John McTiernan trope. Really? Cause, yeah, because remember uh, the same, pretty much the same bear is in Hunt for Red October. John Jack Ryan oh, is oh, yeah. actually bringing it it's for a his smaller dog. one, but yeah, yeah, same thing, teddy bear. John, and then
1: actually, what isn't there? I feel like there's one
0: in the waterfall thing too. Yeah, at, at, at the end where he's like, you know, in the water, a waterfall, whatever. Same thing in Predator. Yep, the hero messed up shit coming out of a waterfall to fight the bad guy. John McTiernan has his little truck. I'm like, I love this shit here. Your word, kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's gonna completely fucking go around. <laughs> <laughs> The word "clusterfuck" was invented this oh, day. Man, yeah. And also, I was going to say about this scene—the um, whole thing with the armored vehicle and shit—actually uh, took months of negotiation with Fox to get approval. And also, uh, the helicopter thing, uh, which I'm going to get to. in, in, in well, yeah, Hold this, on, though, yeah. just just real quick, because they've got that "quote unquote" oh, yeah, it's fire it's not,
1: going. We should let the lights. But prior to that, I yeah. just want to say they've they've already shot up a cop car yeah. and got absolutely ape shit. <laughs> and when they're going to break into the building, <laughs> they send the guy over to pick the lock.
2: Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! It's, I, I just it's fucking glass. A, oh, and now now he
0: has a torch. It's glass. This dude really drawing them candy bars.
1: It's glass. For oh. the love of God, it's glass.
0: <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh <laughs> yeah! Right, he comes, up, he he comes the on. Car. Send Send in the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> he comes the armored vehicle, man. Let's get the APV. Yeah, yeah. Century City was so pissed at these guys for this shit that they did in this movie. See, he knows that it's class. <laughs> <laughs> so goddamn stupid. Oh my god. So goddamn uh, stupid. Right, come oh shit, buffer. What yeah, happened? No, yeah, it's cool. We got a little buffer. We got a little buffer. Uh, but he's got. He's got. Yeah, the yeah, we're send back now. The we're car. back now, folks. Send in the car. Actually, no. He's not even telling him to send the car. Mm. He's he's telling him to report. Oh yeah, we missed the Theo thing. was the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature starting except the four assholes coming in the standard two by, by two, two formation. cover cover formation. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh the uh, oh yeah
0: oh yeah. Oh the cops brought an R V <laughs> And uh, Vigo the Carpathian and some other dudes gonna use the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they found the cargo <laughs> elevator. See, now I pointed out that the dude's vehicle. You can't unsee no, that. It, you you can't unsee once, that. Yeah. Uh, John McClane's trying to say, oh my God, what the fuck are y'all doing, bruh? And I'm like, you stupid motherfucker!" No. <laughs> <laughs> Back. <laughs> the
1: I'm the yeah. only guy here. Like, this right here is like one of the, the the best things you've ever seen to be an argument for concealed carry. It's like uh-huh. everybody at that party had a gun. Oh my god, yeah. They take it, the one terrorist out right now and
0: watch it, and it'd be done.
1: <laughs> but then again, it was Nakatomi, so you know, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is '80s, and it was, yeah. he's all yuppie, he's all hopped up on cocaine. And well, shit. and
1: apparently somewhere else in LA, you could literally go get every assault weapon known to man. <sighs> god. As it, part of commando and doing the, and <laughs> dr- doing the drilling and everything, yeah. Yep.
0: Look at this shit! This is a, look at this rocket launcher, buddy.
1: That apparently you got to secure to the ground, but you know, hey, maybe, maybe. Look at me go, baby! I don't get the point of this APV either. I don't
0: get it either. What, it, what was it trying to do? Because it got stuck on the damn stairs.
1: Well, but there's only two places to sit. Yeah. Is there, I can't figure out what's in, what's behind it.
0: Yeah, stuck on the stairs already, and wait, done. Rocket Whoa. launcher, boom, done. There's that. All Like I said, every explosion that you see in this movie is well, quarterback. Uh, every, every exterior explosion that you see here in real time is real. That actually happened like I said, Century City hated these motherfuckers, boy. Because <laughs> they were up all night blowing shit up for weeks and weeks and weeks and people were just complaining like a motherfucker. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, you got a good movie. Movie magic. <laughs> hey. This one isn't even hey. movie magic. This is just mm-hmm. legit. This is straight up movie magic, right? This whole movie... Is movie magic,
1: bro. Nah, not the whole movie, but this part right here specifically because, you know, I don't know anything about plastic explosives. I've never had any training in it, but right. I can't imagine that just taking a block of C4 and shoving a bunch of detonators into it and throwing it down a... One block of C4, yeah. Um, would that actually happen? Would you have an explosion? I, I have do you, no do you, know? do you know I, anyone I, does explosions?
0: I, I only did the EOD thing once, and it was by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a story that ends as an EOD
1: mistake. <laughs> it is a mistake. But yeah, huh. It doesn't Fine. sound like you come back for that. But that's what I'm saying, like I I've, i always thought you need an electronic trigger, so I'm not sure how that works.
2: Yeah, me either.
0: It just but pulls it just,
1: the Using the computer, pulls the computer just to hold it together. Over the seat. Yeah, just, uh
0: if I throw this, will anything happen? Yeah, take this shit out of advice <laughs> me, dick <dick-wise. laughs> I like this shit. Geronimo motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) And goes down And I'm gonna watch
1: (laughs) Did that actually do anything? I can't Oh shit Oh that was a great blowout there On the second floor Oh yeah Just blew out the whole thing
0: (laughs) Speaking of We didn't even talk about The special effects crew For this movie Boss films Same guys who did Ghostbusters Also those dudes That did the special effects For this movie Including this bomb ass Outdoor explosion That you're about to see right Mm -hmm. now Well, actually, you know,
1: one thing, one thing I was wondering about this, because it seems like, and maybe you know this a little more than I do, was
0: everything a practical effect or did they do any scale model work? Actually, I'm going to get to that. The biggest, the biggest main stunt of this movie is a model, and I'm going to show you. Well, because it looked like when they blew out that, that section now on the (laughs) second floor. Oh yeah, this is an improv (laughs) by William Adams. Tell me you got that. Yeah, I got
1: it, I got it. That was an improv. Well, anyway, that second floor when they blew that out real quick,
0: (laughs) that almost looks scale model. Yes. Well, like, well, actually... Because this right here isn't. this. this I think some of it was the optical effects, but most of it was practical. Okay. And then, like I said, there mo- are models, but I'm going to show you which scene there are models. There are models in this and they do it... And if you look at the scene, they do it beautifully. Gail Wallace. <laughs> oh, yeah, now she identifies Hans and, Gruber. And from apparently the- that quickly, just listening to her voice, in an yeah. age with no internet, yeah.
1: they know who it is.
0: Yeah, Volkswagen... <laughs> A leader uh, from the Volksfried movement. The Volksfried is stating that Mr. Gruber is no longer with our organization. And he is currently acting independently. <laughs> and amazingly enough, we have his photo. <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> All this shit yes. this just doesn't make any sense. And of course, uh, we got a little exchange here between Powell and uh, and uh, John. And of course, Mr. Dwayne T is going to get involved in that shit. Being a dickhole, he is. Is that him? Yeah, there is. Is that him? This is my one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> This you just blew up a building. <laughs> like they <laughs> don't give the a fuck about. Like, no, I, got,
1: I got tons of people down here. They're all covered in glass. glass.
0: Glass? Who gives
1: a fuck <laughs> of <a> glass? glass?
0: <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, this is Dwayne T. Robinson, yeah. Deputy Chief of Police, and I'm in charge around here. Oh, real charge? Well, I hate to break it to you, my people don't look like you're in charge of jack shit. <laughs> Listen, you little <laughs> asshole, asshole. I'm not the one that just got Butt fucked on national TV Dwayne <laughs> <laughs> If you're not part of the solution You're part of the problem Put being part of the fucking problem And put the other guy back on And I love Argyle's reaction <laughs> 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 She's just laughing his ass Like yo yeah, You are You are fucking up here Dwayne T And you know it And I like, Ain't the same thing Power knows it too Like just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at the shit You
2: alright man how,
0: <laughs> yeah, how you doing Roy <laughs> Pretty fucking appreciated <laughs> And I ain't love this movie, man. Mm. Oh, it's great. Mm. <laughs> You're, hanging, You're hanging there. We need you. A lot <laughs> of us down here care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Ellis is gonna be a helper. But right first, right? Yeah. Mrs. Fields. <laughs> oh, <it>, Mrs. Fields. <laughs> I had no idea Mrs. Fields looked like that. I thought I was an old white lady. I have a funny Mrs. Fields story. Mm.
0: Not a young white lady. Apparently Mrs. Fields got younger. Can I get, can I tell my damn story. <laughs> okay, so my high school we used to sell like Mrs. Fields cookies like, from door to door and shit. Mm. I think they like I think they were like raising money for like the Pep Squad or some bullshit like that. Anyway, the cookies were fantastic. So what happened was <laughs> one particular day, <laughs> one particular day, our goddamn uh, 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 algebra teacher, who I told you about, was having a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it was out of his goddamn mind Yeah <laughs> He um He was sitting there chilling We had the cookie come, car, cookie The cookie cart Excuse me Say that three times fast yeah. <laughs> Cookie cart came to our classroom and uh, sure. and uh And I was actually up, up At the door buying cookies and shit And then a fire alarm went off <laughs> yeah, Like for the fire drill and shit And goddamn the dude went nuts He looked and he's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then he started running out the door. Man, fuck them cookies, man. We're going to die. And ran out. <laughs> I'm standing out with some goddamn Mrs. Fields cookies. And the rest of the class just ended up looking at me, too. Like, uh, all right. Uh, I actually took charge. and like, all right, y'all. I think we need to go outside for this time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, all right, yeah, let's go. So we just, so all the classes out there in line with their teaching and shit. And I'm out there with my class and shit kind of in front. And, like, we send that on the way with our teacher. And then this motherfucker c- come running around the corner. Oh, shit, it's just a drill. My bad. Said, Fuck you, dude. You're us supposed to die. You bastard. Oh, yeah, this line wait, here. Wait, wait,
1: wait. What happened to the cookies?
0: They were delicious. <laughs> just take them with you? Okay now, um, now, okay, now we're going back to the movie. Mr. Ellis here is trying to negotiate with Hans uh, doing the 80s fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah, this line right here. Hans. Boogie. Boobie. <laughs> I'm your white knight. So the fucking confused look on Alan Rickman's face is genuine. Because we missed 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, because uh, that look on yeah, the look on Hans' face that was genuine because he didn't know that was gonna, that was an improv. He knew he was gonna say booby. Yeah, <laughs> but but, 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 Joel, but Joel Silver knew because they're Jewish, the Jewish, yeah, 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 the Yiddish yeah. thing. No, I know, but I'm just saying like Alan's got that look like what the hell is a booby? Yeah, John. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he with the Joel Silver was like, hey, uh, Joel, what you think? Uh, boy chick a booby. And so it was like, Go booby, go booby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a silver contribution to Hans, Booby. And uh John and uh have having a tender moment here talking about their kids and shit and Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, uh, the Twinkies became old boys' trademark. To this day, people will still offer him Twinkies. And, There's like, worse
1: shit to be offered.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because it means they remember you from this one part of it that they love so much. Well, Twinkies are good. Twinkies are dope, yeah. <laughs> 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 he, say, he he would take them to be polite, but sometimes he wouldn't eat them, sometimes he would. <laughs> There's no such thing as not eating them. Hey. It's either I eat them or somebody else eats them. Oh yeah, them. but now uh, Mr. Hans is going on the line here and found out who John McLean is.
1: Mr. McLean, And he's got that great oh Mr. shit look on his face because he's wondering if he's got his wife. Mr.
0: Officer John McLean from the New York Police Department. Now everybody got the name Now I was like, shit, get the information. Who is he? Like, Let's
1: get his picture and all of his information from well, New York. Of because of course the New York Police Department's is just going to hand that shit out. Exactly.
0: So, mm. But I do love this. It gets real dark here and I love it. He says, uh, oh, yeah, like, my I, friends
1: call me John. Yeah. and Miss uh, whatever from whatever grade call me Mr. McClane and you need a yeah, shithead. Yeah. But he's like, I got a friend here. Somebody who, uh. Who's really, really special really to you. Special friend at and the this party. this asshole here.
2: Hey, John boy. <laughs> 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 he does. His
1: voice gets deeper for
0: some stupid reason. Yeah, <laughs> But then, like, uh, kind of, he's, he's
1: trying concerned, to what's going on.
0: concerned, but relieved that it's not his wife. Yep. And this motherfucker here is trying to negotiate with people he has no, no idea re- what he's no really reason negotiating life. with. And also, there's another little, little part here when he uh, when they bring the Coca-Cola. In the actual script, that's supposed to be an end joke because, like, during doing like, most of the movie, he's doing like cocaine coke. He's like, uh, the joke is supposed to be that he probably asked them to get some coke and they give him a drink. It would be even fun if they gave him Coke Zero sugar. <laughs> see right there, see the Coke? Yeah. <laughs>
2: it is. Man. It is a good And, it, and it, a lot of
0: little Hans them just placating this motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. man, just do what you need to do. Keep talking. Yeah, just keep talking. Keep, keep talking. Just do what you mm-hmm. need to do. Get this motherfucker out of our way, and then we're gonna kill you anyway. But <laughs> yeah, just get him out of our way first. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, <laughs> giving them thumbs up, like, like we're pals, man. Hey, John. buddies. You brought me a drink. John, <laughs> come on, John. Like, look, the, the police are here. You know, I'm trying to put, put my life on the line here. Yeah like, uh, <laughs> Hart Buckner man Apparently he ended up doing A lot of voice work And directing hmm. Yeah Shut up Holly. Like look Put Hans back on look, Hans this asshole Does not know me We just met this party night Like for real man Like yeah, You are in serious danger Ellis Ah of course He doesn't even get it Fucking Hans breaking out the gun Immediately. Hey, put the put the gun away. What am I, a method actor? <laughs> you
2: motherfucker, get out of there. This, is, <laughs> this guy's gonna kill you. This dude. guy's gonna kill you, Tell you don't know, know me.
0: He, but then, like, he says the one line I can't say that all these years, John. Then he just knows there's nothing he can do. Yeah And he gets real quiet. John? John? Yeah, you are fucked, buddy. He's got that great look on. Totally <laughs> fucked up. Well, yeah, you got the gun. You got a little coke here. Bam. And now everybody knows Ellis is dead now. Idiot. Yep.
1: And of course, mm-hmm. Mrs. McLean, Holly Gennaro, is outside mm-hmm. freaking out because she has no idea what that idiot told him.
2: Yeah, exactly. But she
1: does know it was enough to get him killed.
2: Exactly.
0: What am I dead in Oh, maybe I'll find somebody you actually do care about here. Go fuck yourself, Hans. Which
1: is really all I can do. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, like, and what's ridiculous is, is Dwayne T. Johnson with his old man.
0: It's the same thing as If you yeah, see right there, right there,
1: this like, right here, that like, bullshit.
0: Oh, when he gets out of there, I'm gonna nail him, bro. I'm gonna nail him. Well, fuck you. Put that shit aside. I love Al Powell's language. reaction. Here. like, look, he's tired. He's scared. Like he ain't see shit from
1: nobody down here. I'm like, like stand back from for two seconds. Yeah. You have a guy who's already proven he's going to kill people. He's yeah. killed a couple of police officers. You are fucking up the other here. People, yeah. You're fucking up here, buddy. And your thought is, no, no, you need to give him the detonators. Because you heard him say, give me the detonators. And you're going, oh, he's a piece of shit. He should have given him the detonators.
2: no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Why would he do
0: that He no, shouldn't Give him the yeah, detonator That's right you, you, you tell him Al Throw like, the detonators yeah, Out the window You think he gives a damn you, know, you, you think he give a damn What you gonna do If he makes it out of life Why don't you just wake up And smell what you're him I'm like Yeah he's like You know Right on You consider sit yourself Dismissed No sir you Can't you can drag, drag me, me away, away. <laughs> Love this shit man God damn I love fucking Reggie Bell Johnson I'm friends with him On Facebook too <laughs> I've actually talked to him more than I've talked to uh, Randall Bush. Dude, he's great, man. Yes, he is, actually. <laughs> oh, man. He's freaking hilarious. Now, Hans Gruber doing his bullshit terrorist thing. I love this shot here where it's revolving. You see Ellis's head <laughs> with the fucking hole in it. Yeah, this yep. shit right here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Something this is a great good. shot. Uh, <laughs> That's a great shot. Yep. Oh, my God. With the blood dripping out of it. Oh, shit. Yep. And Holly just in that cool and calm and shit in Holly's office. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she's in the president's office. Yeah,
0: and he's in the, they listening to these bullshit terrorists. Even John's like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> this is like the... This, this is like the Reddit lo- of terrorism. I love this
2: shit.
0: Asian dog. I read about it. <laughs> 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 <Next Newsweek. laughs> week. He's like, okay, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I read about the motherfuckers. <laughs> you got two hours to comply. Knowing damn well, there's no way in hell to be able to do it. Anybody can shit. comply with any <laughs> of it. You'd
1: yeah, be lucky to get one guy out. Yeah, for real. Let alone
0: every terrorist around the world. There's <laughs> like groups of terrorists around the world. I'm like, dude, I don't have the authorization to do that kind of shit. I'm a, I'm a L.A. <laughs> I, I, I'm an L.A. deputy chief of police Yeah well, You gotta talk to the uh, Fucking The government about that kind of bullshit But as soon as he said that With the whole thing with terrorists That's what really kicks off What, Ron, what Hans really needs The FBI, FBI. And then now he's like, yeah, I did what I needed to do. They're going to call the FBI because they don't have the authority. The FBI is going to come. It's working well to our plans. You and know, then, and it's really not that far of a drive because they'd be yeah. coming over from the, the VA building probably. Mm-hmm. But I do love Hans' little line. He's like freaking like, uh, like hey, man, like uh, I'm doing what I can, but this last one, we're going to need a miracle. It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, I, I love the first time, too. He's like, uh, you, man, you got to do go, the... Uh, Get through the last, yeah. I got two and one more to go. Don't waste time talking to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like this moment here where you've got them, you've got them both
1: commiserating about how both their careers are tied up and how this turns out. Not to mention his life. Yeah, man. It's like, your ass. You're and wrong. he's
0: and he said, he's same Like, look, I tried everything I could, man. Like, yeah, I know. I listen. And then fucking like, uh. <laughs> you hear that bullshit that Hans was shoveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Something will add up, man. You're right, John. You're absolutely right. I just love this rapport between Al and fucking John, man. Well, and yeah.
1: it's instant, too, which is great.
0: Yeah. And then the weirdest part about it is, that okay. the actors, that, yeah.
1: Wait, but this right here. So I love love this thing where they bring in this journalist to talk about this book. Oh, yeah, Hostest, terrorist, as terrorist, as hostage, terrorist, terrorist, hostage. As a helsinki Sweden, Finland.
0: <laughs> the Helsinki Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Even the producer, like, you fucking idiot.
1: Wait, no, is, is it Helsinki? Yeah, yeah I guess it is helsinki, helsinki, sorry. I couldn't I remember for sure. It is Helsinki.
0: And then, as he's doing this, he's telling this, like, oh, yeah, the terrorists will come to love, you know. The, the hostages will yeah, come love to love the terrorists. Tarry- on them, it's like, As no. they're dragging out one of their people. Well, they,
1: they wouldn't go through it. Oh they wouldn't God, go man. through it two hours into being a hostage. And, this this know, shit takes months.
0: I love this shit here. It was like, boy, but the FBI's here. <laughs> like, you start to clean himself up. Hey, the FBI's here. Mm, oh, yeah. The and bandits. then the dude, and the dude over here, he was in Die Hard 3. Which one? The guy right here, right on the left. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the dude, uh, his friend that gets killed in the lotto thing. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got the guy that says, I bet my badge every year. And now we got Agents Johnson & Johnson, Grand L. Bush and Robert Davi.
1: Wait, but hold on, I gotta say, I love when he goes, you want a breath mint? Yeah. But especially in the the Family Guy cutaway where they have Brian. Yeah, and I love this shit here. What's Brian's like five
0: minutes pick yeah. <laughs> breath mint. I do, love, I do love this shit here, too, man. Like, yeah. It's like, uh, I'm Dwayne T. Johnson, I'm a charge here. Not anymore. Not the FBI. Dwayne T. Sure. Robinson. Robinson. Because they're both the Johnson. That's Yeah. Okay. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson T. And Johnson. Robinson. I'm sorry. Johnson and Johnson. John, Agent Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, no relation. <laughs> this is Agent Johnson. I'm Agent Johnson. I Don't like listen. how
1: somebody went up there and apparently spray painted Merry Christmas yeah. Yeah, like, in the middle of the office party. But or now uh, Hans is
0: looking on um, the detonators, make sure they're still. Uh, you well, know, he's checking
1: something. to make sure the C four and everything's mm-hmm. still, because yeah. he doesn't have the detonators. But like, so like I said, this and is
0: Alan Rickman's first day on the job. This
1: scene, and this makes more sense than a lot of the days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> be your first day, this like day. this is pretty
0: simple. Yeah, and look at him like just so, like yeah, everything's still tight. But yeah, this is his first scene, and, and he actually, he, like said, he fucked up his leg, and for the rest of the scene. When they're having a the little powwow together, when you're standing up, you're, you're like, oh you can't really see it, but he's on one leg and the other leg. he's on, He was on crutches for weeks. Really? Weeks? For weeks. Jeez. Yeah. And well, it, I mean, if if I, if I, I, you know what, now that you mentioned
1: mentioned he sits down in Holly's office for a chunk.
0: Yeah, exactly. For like a large portion chunk. of the movie. He's just sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, it does. And he had to wear a brace for the rest of the uh, movie. Yep. So...
1: This is a great moment where where yeah. he almost has John, but John's not dumb enough to, to fall for fall, it. Fall fall. Fall. He, yeah. He's going to test him first, yeah. Because uh, that's that street cop side of stuff. Yeah, I love this shit. But uh, yeah, oh, uh, I, I over here, <laughs> well, if we go back over here. I, I kind of got oh, over here. Guys, right right now, yeah, weird. yeah, his accent
0: weird. is weird. Uh, forget the goddamn roof. You want to stay alive? stay with me.
1: Okay, well that was my favorite gun, but I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, it'd be worth it to get this motherfucker. Look at that shit. <laughs> okay, now now we've got the Johnsons. Oh yeah, <laughs> another, also, also another cue during this little uh, scene where he hands on the cigarette shit. He holds the cigarette like a European would hold a cigarette as opposed to an American. That's another tale that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Well, because
1: Americans typically hold a couple knuckles in. Yeah, and,
0: but this is, He holds it like, you know, I think he holds it like this or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like the, the
1: yeah. index and uh The index and thumb. thumb,
0: yeah. Johnson and Johnson I mean
1: Americans will do that when they're putting it in to light it but then you know it's two fingers funny
0: enough I just watched uh, the uh, old Incredible Hulk series both of these motherfuckers are in it Johnson and Johnson are in it really? yeah an old Bill Bixby and no, both are in different episodes but yeah <laughs> uh, Robert Dobby's like a prison guard in the one episode called The Slam and Randall Bush is a renegade trucker in a episode called Never Give a Trucker and Even Break hmm so that both uh, both, of those, <laughs> both of those dudes got their ass whooped by the incredible Hulk. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you, you but, can yeah, ma- yeah. mark that down. Yeah, it's easy. Down. He's holding yeah, with the index finger and the thumb. Yeah. And John's doing it American style. <laughs> but yeah, his legs all clipped. The- up. Bill Clay. Bill Clay, Clay. And then actually all the names in there are like production production rooms of the staff.
1: Which, I mean, that's one of the benefits to being in the movie. You get to mm-hmm. be immortalized one way or another. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's laughing at him f- being there yeah. barefoot
0: yeah if y'all fucked up yeah man he been through a rough night man
1: but it's also interesting too cause he's very uh, very limited in what he gives away to him
0: even yeah, while he's, he's, he's interrogating you he saw John looked at the fucking thing you see uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's your name man Clay Bill Clay and you see that Hans actually looked at the shit <laughs> he so, planned ahead yes he did but still
1: John McClain he's all thinking oh just the guy got invited by mistake uh huh. Yeah, because he's still covering his ass. He doesn't. know Apparently,
0: when he did this scene here, audiences were nuts. Like, don't give him a goddamn gun. Don't give him a goddamn gun. Yeah,
1: see, but was, you see
0: how he's
1: not paying attention to him putting yeah. the
0: empty clip back in. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give him a gun.
0: Here you go, Hans. <laughs> All you gotta do is pull the trigger.
1: You know that game with the red paint? <laughs> oh
2: yeah, 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 oh yeah. No.
1: spend a weekend at the
0: combat range. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And also, we didn't really touch on this, but a couple of other directors that were offered to uh, to do this movie. What a waste of a cigarette! One was uh, Richard Donner, *Lethal Weapon*. Another one was mm-hmm. uh, uh, Paul Verhoeven, because <laughs> <laughs> he just did *RoboCop*. I mean, it would have been a really dark and interesting <laughs> way to go. <laughs> Yeah, it would, it would be the way... The just cut a Robocop. It's fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. it would be much bloodier than it already yeah, is. Yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> it's pretty bloody as it is, but it would be much more. I mean, most bloodier. people
1: in our generation don't even really have... It. A thorough appreciation. They just think Tarantino, and it's like no. Tarantino was influenced, yeah, by fucking people like John
0: McTiernan, <laughs> fucking especially Paul Verhoeven. That's what I'm saying. Paul was he was another level. Or John Landis. John Landis too was crazy yeah. with the blood. Yeah, like yeah. more blood, more blood. Like like, like not a little, not a little spritz of blood. Like you just pour a whole bucket of blood on somebody, man. I love this little thing with the Dutch tilt, and I you know, had a little conversation Yeah, Like, hey man, yeah, at Dutch angle. I mean, it really yeah. helps. I love this shit. like, you'll call the cop three. Yeah, just like you do with Takagi. Oh, oh no bullets. <laughs> I think I am fucking stupid. Uh-huh. You were saying. <laughs> I do love the elevator day. Every time. There's another thing they noted in the movie. Every time an elevator dings in this movie, it always goes to like, the person goes, is going into a worse situation. <laughs> yeah. Every time the elevator dings. It's like
3: you're
1: entering a new hell, a new floor of hell. Or exactly. it's like a new level in a video game yeah, or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah, this is the last little remnant of a building being run by a supercomputer, little element of the plot. Yeah. And ugh, that's, Oof. The, that's the stuntman's brother, too
1: right through the glass
0: yeah right through the glass legs all shot. down he had a stunt point of his brother right there went through the glass and I love how
1: Hans is like he's just he's a total badass he just goes ahead and dives straight for it yes like he's yeah. literally right next to the dead guy when he steals that gun away. Yeah,
0: yeah, his stuntman. Is that it wasn't happening, really. <laughs> but, but I'm saying in the character though. Yeah, I, I Alan mean, wasn't walking.
1: Yeah, no,
0: Adam wasn't walking. Much less dying before a goddamn gun. Yeah. I love this part here where he like says to him in German, "Shoot the glass." And he doesn't get it. Just say it to him in English: "Shoot the glass." <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought we were only speaking English. <laughs> I don't look at him. Shoot
3: the goddamn glass.
0: The glass. <laughs> yeah, shoot is Okay. All right. And then, of course, uh, the big part here that a lot of people know. this see? you Look at Alan Rickman. He can't help but flinching. Yeah. Yeah. But the big part here, because uh, uh, what's his name? Um, sorry. Bruce Willis had to wear rubber feet. <laughs> well, <laughs> this, I'd hope for, so.
1: For this particular scene. Even um, with that stunt glass, I still hope so. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that sugar stuff will crack and break real easy, but, I mean, you still don't
0: want to go yeah. barefoot. Yeah, no, you don't. And like, now he, like, he takes a little moment to realize the brevity of his issue because, like, there's an exit and all that glass,
2: and you got bare his feet. feet's
0: already a little chopped up anyway. Yeah. But running on walking on fucking bare glass and bare, ugh, walking on and glass I bare And they got glass.
2: that
1: flashbang from out of nowhere. But Yeah, where
0: did they get the flashbang from? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I love this. It's like we're back in business. Carl don't care. He still, want, he still wants uh, He still wants blood and revenge. Yeah, he does. And yeah, we're back in business. Hans is just focused on the task at hand.
1: Well, he's focused on six hundred million. Yes,
0: million
1: dollars. Yes, it is. And the amount, number, and the number of people he's got to split it with keeps getting smaller and smaller. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's already you know saved at least four or five shares. Got more money
0: for me. <laughs> <laughs> And also another weird fact I looked up here: Hans Gruber is also the name of the bad guy in *Our Man Flint* with James Coburn. <laughs> <laughs> Same name. <laughs> I've I've never seen any of the Flint movies, but I I know the reference because of like from from the Powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he in like Flint. <laughs> but apparently a lot of the shit from Austin Powers came from the Flint movies with the girls and all that shit and huh. him having like the secret job as like a photographer and then a secret agent. I think that's I think it's from the Flint movies. <laughs> all right. I, like I, I'm, I'm, I never yeah. caught that part, but yeah, I mean, man, I haven't yeah. watched those yet either. Yeah, well, I love this shit here, too. This is all happy. <laughs> He's still
1: alive. <laughs> <lying. laughs> Only John on could drive somebody that crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, God damn, this shit here, man.
1: And then I got to say, this bathroom is nasty as fuck. Yes, it is. But
2: it's about to get real
0: nasty It's right
1: about now. to get worse.
0: Oh, and I, they did a good uh, job with that blood, blood. too. Oh, that God. looks real real as uh, hell. That, I'm pushing the fuck to everybody else. But yeah, now the electromagnetic seal is shut down on the goddamn uh, vaults. Vault. And now we are looking for, uh, some, for a miracle. Christmas which, miracle. A, which is about to happen. Due to Patience. the er- due to the arrogance of the United States government. <laughs> Patience, it's the season Ooh, of miracles. miracles. <laughs> A miracle's about to happen, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I do love that shit, man. Ooh, and, actually, and actually, the uh, oh, sorry, there's another goddamn commercial. That it's for cantiki. So you can, you can pause it right now. But like, uh, uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> because, what is this? I don't know. Contiki. Contiki. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> looking. There's a lot mo- of drinking going on There's a lot on. of Rastafarian looking motherfuckers around there <laughs> A lot of mulatto <laughs> motherfuckers Alright right, well now at at we're back, back to
1: uh, We're bleeding and taking glass
0: out of our Actually feet. John, oh I'm sorry uh, Bruce Willis has admitted to this day That this scene makes him squeamish Even though he's the one that did it Make me squeamish Yeah like pulling the glass out of the foot and shit Like oh god it's, yeah, you just seen how. I mean,
1: I, I've been hurt and had to handle some interesting broken bones oh and pull God. stuff out of my my hands and arms before. But uh. yeah.
0: oh yeah, I remember I heard the stories. So. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking mad. You were a mad man, <laughs> I, I did some shit as a kid. <laughs> you were fucking good. Mad. I was expensive. <laughs> you got like, these little shit. Like, why? How are you still here, buddy? <laughs> oh man! And now we have the real tender moment between Al and and John as the. Yeah, you have flat feet. I had an accident. I shot a kid. This yep. is a crazy thing to share with somebody, man. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? and then especially right now with today's climate, you know, similar things happening or whatever. Yeah, so but it's real hard to listen. even even now. It's and like, then
1: even even his reaction to it was like, "Oh man, I didn't mean to make you say that shit." Yeah, you know,
0: what I'm saying, That's, I, I just I was just asking a question just to kind of because
1: make- it's so loaded. Like when you know the fact that he's still working, but that happened.
0: Yeah. That whole thing makes sense. Yeah, man. Like and I love his performance. like fucking he teach you everything in the academy except how to live with a mistake. Yeah. And after that I never picked up a gun again. Never never bring myself to pull my gun on anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's so he's so tender in this moment. But it's ain't like, like he, 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 he's still like, Hey man, come on man. You didn't know you like he, he, don't him. he don't blame him. he don't blame him. It was like, Hey man, you didn't know man. But that's,
1: that's how like, it, that's how it is with the cops. Yeah man. Like, you know, they they know that. I mean they're not you was know, like dude it's not your it's
2: not your fault yeah but still and they're
1: always always keeping that emotion and you gotta keep it away especially in yeah. this kind of a moment
2: yeah I love this feds like you got it and they're running the FBI playbook step by step <laughs> the, the terrorist
0: ter- ter- the international terrorist playbook and the terrorists are watching too now who are those guys that's the FBI yeah I love this shit regular yes yeah, the FBI regular as clockwork or a time lock <laughs> That's right. The circuits that cannot be cut locally or cut in the event of a terrorist attack. You ask me for a miracle, I give you the, the FBI. I <laughs> love this shit, man. Damn, like, yeah, thank you, motherfuckers. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and then the fucking dude that's like the uh, service guy, uh, what's, what was his name? Uh, Rick De- uh, Rick oh yeah, De- this guy's been in a lot. Yeah, he's been in a million movies. Rick great, great character actor. He's also in fucking uh, Last Boy Scout. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in fucking Half for Red October. Yeah, like this dude is everywhere. No, he's, with been, he's been around for uh, for a minute. And I believe is he in a Scary Movie? Is he in a Scary Movie? He in one of those type of movies, like Scary Movie. Uh, he's like a a dad in one of those type of movies. He's he's done a lot. He's he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he no no he's he uh not another team movie. He's the dad, not another team movie. That's what it is. Yeah, with a young Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I know. Shut it down. Shut it Shut down it. now. <laughs> I got a big problem. Big. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Robinson. Christmas Eve. Maybe I should call the mayor. <laughs> it's too late. No, like no, you should be fired. I'm, Dwayne Robinson should have been fired after this shit. Dwayne Robinson is the fall guy. Yes, he is. He should. He should be the fall guy. He's a dick. Mm-hmm. I mean, this shit, like, hey, what's going on here, man? They cut out the power of the building. Yeah, they running the FBI playbook. You know, based on the shots,
1: I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna guess. I don't know for sure, but I think that yeah. bathroom might have actually been soundstage. Pop,
0: I don't, I, no, I think they said a lot of ex- interiors of the building, but this shit here probably is soundstage. And look at how happy the goddamn robbers are. Thank you, FBI. You helped us achieve our you fucking goal. You got to the last bit. You got the last little bit of it. And then, and then, apparently, there's a thing in the script was supposed to have, like, a bunch of, like, priceless art in there, too. Well, there... I mean, there is. There's the, uh, yeah, the, but it's, the, it's, the
1: samurai suit of armor and all that Yeah, but it's,
0: that supposed stuff. To, it's supposed to be, like, really recognizable stuff. So, I, 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 I can't recognize... This it, it, is the, like... It, it, the motherfuckers it, it, probably pissing their pants right now. No. <laughs> no. This no. is Quite the opposite, buddy. <laughs> you just got... Over a over half billion dollars worth of bear bonds. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they get a little bit, I guess, with some of the antiques. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. i, I forget, it's supposed to be like some super famous. Got a Rembrandt? Painting. Yeah. And this motherfucker here, I'm like, found out fucking uh, McLean's wife's. Let's address. go harass the children. Oh my God. What a dickhole move, man. Oh my God. That is awful. And uh, and um, Cable News. Mr. Grand <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I read a weird thing. Uh Grand Bush And the dude That plays fucking Theo mm-hmm. They play brothers On Walker Texas Ranger Really <laughs> That's great <laughs> I love all the Different connections like, All these different yeah, Actors yeah. man Hollywood is small man Oh yeah oh, Bringing the helicopters Yeah fully armed right, Look <laughs> at all them Bear $100,000 bear bonds. Oh my god <laughs> He's so happy but, yeah buddy We made it Now we just gotta Get that last little bit Yeah I, you know, I want to talk to the FBI. <laughs> 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 this is Agent Johnson here. I We're working
2: lie. on
1: your your demands. We're gonna let all the people go. Of course we are. We always do. Now he had, like he every time a, a terrorist shows up. I like Robert Downey
0: Man. He was such a gruesome villain in the Goddamn uh, License to
2: Kill. He's,
0: he was With, great in Goonies too. He was great in Goonies too. Well, he was more of a henchman in Goonies though. He was the main villain yeah. in fucking License to Kill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then fucking that one dude who kills the dude in the fucking pressure tank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. God, that shit's gruesome. Even for a James Bond movie, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, that one pushed it. Uh, we're gonna do. We're definitely gonna do License to Kill eventually, yeah. folks. That's one I definitely want to do. Because, because <laughs> cause of because fact, uh, I'm gonna make it very clear. Timothy Dalton is my favorite Bond movie actor, and a lot of people think I'm nuts for saying that. But I'll give you my reasons why I want to watch it.
1: Yes, I want to know why you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, no. hey, Timothy hey. Dalton Tim, 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 more, more than more than Craig and more than uh, mm-hmm. seriously yeah I'll explain when we get to it <laughs>
2: I'm not explaining more than not. Sean Connery
0: yeah mm-hmm. be, you, a lot of people think I'm weird but yeah but I'll give you my reasons cause I'll mm-hmm. give you my reasons when we do it. and this is scene right here this is the one we we're talking about with Jeb Stewart this is from the Jeb Stewart track right here where he's like you know He's in the bathroom crying. He realizes that yeah, shit. He might be. They might kill him. He yeah. might die. You know what I'm saying? He's like, "Fucking, don't you tell my wife." You know what I'm saying? Like she's always like she's heard me say, "I love." She heard me say "I love you" a million times, but she's never heard me say, "I'm sorry." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's. I, I love the emotional, the emotional. Uh, well, this is the moment where he's
1: really facing the uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the reality of the situation, the, reality of the
0: fact he's gonna, he's gonna probably die. He's probably gonna die. And like fucking like my wife needs to know that I lo- that I love her and that I'm sorry for your, being such an asshole, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just just tell her that man. He's like in he, power still support him, like man, you tell her yourself, you hear I me? Mean? You make it. You're gonna make it, you'll tell her yourself, okay? Yeah. See that? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, man, this is up to the man upstairs, which
1: bing Well one of the things I gotta say is that that's fantastic about this is a script, right? Yes. There are so many character arcs that are well set up. They 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 materialize and mm-hmm. grow organically.
0: Yeah, and then they come to a perfect ending. Actually, I was actually going to bring that up. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, that the main reasoning of that is mainly because of the fact John, uh, that um, excuse me, Bruce Wood. I keep calling John McClane. Bruce Willis was still shooting Moonlighting as he was doing this, so they would do like shots of just him. Mm-hmm. And freaking like he was doing that in the morning and then he would come do to sh- shoot this movie at night in the crazy schedule. So during that time frame, when they didn't have Bruce, they needed more characters. So that's when they started beefing up everybody else.
1: But it, but it makes for great. Cause I mean, even, even right here with the, uh, the shitbag reporter, oh, God, he shitbag. has an arc, yeah. right? Yeah. It, um, Holly Gennaro has, has mm-hmm. this arc, which comes back around to him. And then she also yeah. kind of. Finally, hits this definitely this this new physical kind of thing where she ends up decking him. Yeah, this, yeah. Al has that that growth where he finally pulls his gun.
0: Yeah, and, and saves the lives of people there mm-hmm. because because Carl's coming out with the goddamn hogs and, and shit. Yep. he could spray people down. You know what I'm saying? And fucking um, and John McClane finally goes as
1: far as he can he before is. before he has to rely on someone else. Yeah, and um, that's
0: Al coming in. John McClane finds all this crazy amount of C4.
1: And we already had that exaggerated version of one block before, so the audience sees
0: mm-hmm. this and they go, holy shit, the whole building's coming yeah. down. Yeah. Actually, the Cleveland show does an entire episode that's a parody of this movie. And they did. Really? It's, pretty, it's pretty fucking funny. Well, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but uh, Carl, uh, what's his name? John's trying what, to warn. What character place. does the bear play? The bear is actually Hans. <laughs> Yeah, the bar, word, the the bear's got that that like that kinda weird the, voice. The Bears Hans, Cleveland is uh Cleveland is John McClain. And I forgot who was oh yeah and then oh yeah, and then the redneck is fucking Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they even, they even do the whole uh the uh Kaye thing. But it's like you know, like uh you, did you watch Saturday morning cartoons? I was always partial to Scooby Doo myself. Do you really think you'll win, Mr. Cowboy? He's like Scooby Dooby doo motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. But they bleep it out, and then Carl, the, the Carl character, goes like, "I'm sorry, we didn't catch that. The last part of it was bleeped out." <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Dooby Do, motherfucker! <laughs> that was funny. Man. Mm. And then now it's some more. We're doing another commercial. I love goddamn block of commercials. Blah With, blah uh, the yada, yada yada. Creepy kid for common sense. Yeah. yeah, that is one creepy looking little kid, ain't it? I think he said, uh, I think uh, Bruce Willis said he sent Shilful Shepard some flowers uh, for let him do, for get pregnant so he can do this. Movie. <laughs> well, I. He, and, well, he should have sent it to the dude and knocked her up. Well,
1: I was going to say, some, some talking about people need to send stuff, I really <laughs> want to know what Chris Tucker sends Eddie Murphy, because he should be sending him shit every year for passing up on not, her not, show.
0: Not just him. Not just him. Like, fucking like, uh, all these other black actors. Which we, we are going to do, Beverly Hills Cow, But that, like I said, that introduced a big thing here. But let's get to the back to the movie with the super the fight battle. between John and Carl. And my my homeboy uh-huh. in Louisiana loves this scene so much because we're knocking over the empty barrels. Yeah. And there's some and, great body shots and the, real, and the real in the realistic uh, way of fighting, No like super karate moves, not from John anyway. Uh, and fucking just end a punching like a motherfucker, man. Using mm-hmm. boxing. Oh yeah, and then the helicopters. Which, because of that, they pissed off Century City so much, the city of LA only allowed them two hours to use the helicopters on one night. So everything you see in this totally movie doable. with those helicopters totally is all done in two hours on one night.
1: All day every day. Yeah. Uh, and
0: here uh oh, reporter no. He's out of the fact that the mom's there too. And then look at her reaction, like, what the fuck? Sees the down picture? Uh-uh. Mrs. McLean, I love the fucking the Elaine's players in the scene. How yeah. pleased to make your acquaintance. <laughs> you are fucking dead. Uh, yeah, and like, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then like fucking, he been taking her shit all night. Bitch, you are so dead. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Like I'm gonna take shit from you and your husband all night. You all, both you are so, so dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, about to get cathartic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is really where the movie starts to pick up. Like this is like we're marching to the climax here, folks. And yeah, John is getting the shit beat out of him by mm-hmm. Carl, who's taking his sweet sadistic ass time and just hitting you them with know, goddamn karate moves and shit. But this right here, this is this is the one my boy likes to quote. Uh, shit, you should heard your brother squeal.
2: Uh, Broke his fucking neck. That.
0: <laughs> that was cool, that shit to me. That was dark. Look at these helicopters, bro. In Century City. Oh, yeah. This is the part you love with the socket. Right, Sa-
1: <laughs> just like you <laughs>
3: fucking now. Nice. Just like Saigon, I ain't slick <laughs> I
0: was in junior high,
3: dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right there, bro. past the
0: Century look, City hey, So many goddamn cameras just on one night. Look at flying in so low, too. Oh, my God. Look at, they would never allow this now.
1: The only, only people Get to do stuff like this Is like the army When they come in To do training Yeah Or the SWAT teams
0: Yeah But like Fucking like my Movies
2: No That's not happening
0: Look at this shit All the terrors be, Oh I'm sorry All the hostages Are being moved to the roof And it's, bad. <laughs> it's Looks like an 80-20 We'll probably lose 20% of the hostages Yeah Oh yeah I was, I was gonna say Like uh, uh, no, Nobody ever talks about this But like fucking Like there's a part here Where like Mrs. McLean's cleaves looks hot <laughs> 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 it does I mean she's not like She's pretty lady But she's not like fine mm. And it was like Okay what's oh, the, oh First time on.
1: John gets shot Yeah man That is so a good one Right the so show Some of that too. Boss
0: Films effects man Yeah. Yeah they handled the makeup effects And all the fucking uh, Opticals great and shit job. Yes they did man Boss Films They should did more movies man But like, like I don't know what it was But fucking Yeah they did two great At least two great movies Fucking Ghostbusters mm. No they did three Ghostbusters uh, Fright Night and this. Oh, yeah, Fright Night was good. They man. did Fright Night, yeah. Yeah, Fright Night was fucking fantastic. I think it's right here where, like, uh, yeah. She starts talking some shit. Yeah, well, like, yeah, she starts talking shit, but then, like, there's a part where he just leaves her alone. And, t- yeah, see, the cleavage looking good right there. <laughs> see, look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Staring at it. I don't need to. yeah, like, like, she's talking I'm shit good. to her, like, you know, <laughs> but a comedy, I'm an exceptional thing. And now, since I'm moving up to kidnapping, you might want to be a little nicer. There we go. Looks <laughs> nice, do not it? Oh, oh, yeah, there's a there's a, there's a guffaw here. He was going in with the judo chop. That was no, great. no, there's a guffaw here. <laughs> like, when he, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
2: cook you up, I'm gonna slash you
0: up, I'm gonna cook you, and I'm gonna fucking eat you. <laughs> but this part here, where he puts the chain around his neck, mm-hmm. uh, and you can actually see at one point, yeah. Yeah, where it's it, hanging from his back. No, no, what, uh, what you just missed was, uh, I do want to go back to it. Well, when uh, John was like swing down, you could see the dude actually playing Carl watching. as oh, fucking, no shit. As, uh, the, as the stunt guys do the thing. Fucking like the, oh, the, I didn't guys. see that. You actually, you actually see him watching. But
1: see, that's the thing. Because I, I was one of the things they always went over and over and over. Those yeah,
0: back yeah, in school. It, the Saigon shit. <laughs> <laughs> G- I love this boy. G- Dick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say is yeah. if you're doing a good enough job, the action and everything else in there, yeah. people will miss those little things.
0: Look at this shit. All in one night in two mm-hmm. hours, bro. God damn, all that filming. So many goddamn cameras. Yep. Ah, look at this shit. So amazing. And uh, yeah, this shit here. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> The Asian dude Been in a lot of movies too mm-hmm. yeah. Especially in the 80s Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was in a bunch of movies Where's Holly Where's Holly Where's Where's Holly Oh he goes to the pregnant chick Where's my wife Where Took me off Where is the vault <laughs> He's like Yo he took to the vault Like I know Like, yeah, oh, like, okay. You know, like, like oh okay Like I know yeah. No. yeah no, uh, <laughs> and he's telling everybody On oh, no the Get God, off the roof Get off the roof They're like Get uh, off the roof no. What are you talking about <laughs> Get off the roof move and of course they mistaken for a terrorist <laughs> yep and not knowing any better they, they, they I, I really don't blame them because they don't know they just see a motherfucker waving a goddamn gun around yep. you know what I'm saying so they, they they don't know it's a dumb it's a dumb move to the audience but yeah oh yeah there's another mistake you see here he jumps down and if you look at his foot you see the fucking uh rubber, rubber feet, feet the, the yeah. rubber feet <laughs> <Such> <laughs> <governor>. <laughs> you see the rubber feet
1: Well I'm Uh, glad they did it They needed to save his feet Yeah yeah Three more movies to
0: do The terrorist, of Missy Carl's supposedly dead body Oh yeah here we go First day of filming (laughs) First day of filming Let's try to kill our star With the fucking fire hose I got a thing on that (laughs) First night of fucking filming What the hell I like that
1: this was his first thought (laughs) He gave time to get off Yeah he's like What the fuck are you doing bro uh, I guess I'll just jump over the side uh, No
2: Jesus Christ what the fuck am I doing
0: <laughs> Even he says that like, What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, that's, a a, that's idea That's more than realism man like, if yeah. get, like, like, Even if it's like, like oh John Lord please get me out of this I'll never go on top of a, a big building again <laughs> <laughs> and You know what he never does Yeah first day of filming This was uh, November 2nd 1987 Nighttime shot of him jumping. Uh, it's actually done on the parking lot right across, right? and boom, real explosion. Boom, yeah. Like this That's is the part. This is the part. This, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part I was telling you about with the models. Uh, yeah. This shit right here. Well, yeah. The uh, the wide. Yeah, the wide shot where the helicopter comes down. Mm-hmm. All done with models. That was actual practical shit on top of the building, and yeah, same thing. All this is... Yeah. Bruce Willis himself. What? Except for the the, uh, the wild shots, yeah. All the close-ups, all this shit is... Boom! Oh, my God. And he's still attached to the goddamn holes as the thing goes down. (gasps) It should have yanked him down faster than what it did. Yeah. But then it would have killed him. (laughs) Yes, it (laughs) would (laughs) have. Which would have ended the movie uh, a little too early. But yeah, like I said, uh, they did it. Uh, and he and he did it after completing a full day of doing moonlighting, which was. And he, they drove him from Culver City. No wonder he looks like hell, right it, there. It, it, <laughs> they drove. They drove him from Sony Sony in Culver City to the uh, fucking Century City. So it wasn't that's that far. Bad. It's not that far at all, no. And like I said, he fell off of a five story parking garage onto an airbag. And yeah, mm-hmm. this is all this. That's all models. Yeah, that's yeah. gotta be boom. God. We need some more FBI guys. I know, <laughs> I, love I love that line. <laughs> we need some more FBI. Yeah, guys. so yeah, he jumped. For, uh, yeah. The forced explosion blew him off the very edge. Actually, blew him to the very edge of the fucking airbag. Really? Yeah. And then actually, upon completing the stunt, even with himself, like asked why? Why did y'all feel such a dangerous stunt why on the first stay? day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I uh, guess
1: I guess there's another argument because if <laughs> you kill your actor mm-hmm. on the first day. Then you can just start over again. You didn't spend that much money.
0: <laughs> you don't have to worry about ADR. Or yeah, he was else. told that if they had, they would have. Yeah, yeah, If they had, they would have run the risk, the expensive risk, of having to reshoot the whole movie with another actor. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what it was. Okay, I get it. That's, that's sicker and
1: more twisted than I expected. Jesus Christ! Here comes Theo with the and, secret way out.
0: Yeah, the. Uh, actually, nobody notices because fucking like when you look at the original thing, you don't see the ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, so. When they all come walking out. And then the actually, bank. somebody pointed out to me, Tierney and is actors. was like, anybody gonna fucking notice that shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much good shit happening. Yeah, yeah, it and really is. And that's the yeah, real yeah.
1: movie magic. If there's yeah. enough good shit happening, nobody cares, Nobody
0: notices the things that don't work, the suspension of this And people funny. who do notice it are people that have watched this a million times because they love it so much. Yep. So they're like,
2: ooh, I didn't. I, I just noticed it I just noticed
0: that. And they want well, to tell their friends about it. I, I, I noticed something great in this. Something
1: weird in this great movie. Well, and something else great here, too, that people who aren't really gun people wouldn't necessarily get. Yeah. He took the last bullet he had out of the Mm. MP5. Yeah. And he's got his 9mm Beretta. Yeah. Both guns are the same caliber. The ammo is interchangeable. It works.
0: Oh, yeah. That's true. And then yeah, get the two bullets and like and all he has is the mm-hmm. one, one little gun and fucking he sees the fucking Christmas, Christmas he sees the Christmas tape. safe and then apparently goes to commercial. Then I like Argo He's just creeping up. They give Argyle his little hero moment here, man, slamming dead into the goddamn ambulance. Yep. His Theo and Fio is slamming as a Theo. <laughs> and actually, fucking, they had uh they had old boy redo this thing a bunch of times. And this part right here, he gets out. And that's a real punch. He actually punched that dude. Because every time... No, because ev- him checking his hand, that was real. Because every time he did it beforehand, it looked like too, too bitchy. So like, fuck it, punch him! And he did it. <laughs> he apparently him. that he was, was like, enough punch him just... five. Uh, but it was like, punch him, or we'll get somebody else to do it. So he punched We're him. Just, well, and then you
1: end up with Theo apparently being just like the, the biggest bitch of all the terrorists because one punch kills him. <laughs> from a you, limo, never, you never from, see him again from a, little, li, from a little limo driver A little one <laughs> He's, He does great things He's like Spike Lee <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> You little people that do big things Like little Red Rodney Those three little pigs Diggs. Spike <laughs> Lee <laughs> Or <those> little rascals <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> you on a fucking roll like, bro. <laughs>
3: no
2: oh man.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for anyone who doesn't know, that's major pain.
3: Yeah, it's major
1: pain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so back to the uh, show. Hans Gruber's yeah. yeah. got a gun at Holly's face. Yeah. And uh, what, what did you say to me earlier? And, and actually, that was a great moment yeah. with Holly when she me. Oh my
0: god. Yeah.
1: She just yeah. can't believe
0: yeah, how yeah, like, all fucked up. Like you did all this for me. Like yeah. Him. No, don't give up the gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, uh, uh. Eddie? This one's <laughs> mine. Yeah, calm down, Eddie. He called out. I was like, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, oh, yeah. Then the, the correction about the movie, like, yeah. Uh, 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 John Wayne does not walk up with this Kelly. That's Gary Cooper, asshole. You're talking <laughs> about High Noon, the movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. What did you say to me earlier? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds so weird, man. He sounds freaking weird. I it, it, I'll actually watched it, I think it was like Chuck, one of the other shows. Where they try to do this stunt, yeah, and the dude gets, gets the gun stuck on his back because of tape. He <laughs> do too much tape. <laughs> oh man, that's
1: some good tape if it's hanging on with all that sweat. That's butt. a very plausible. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, as a sweaty guy
0: myself, yeah, not very plausible. But yeah, yeah, I got you. Bam! And bow, bam! two perfect shots. You know what's really back lucky to too trails, huh? with that's a nine a nine millimeter that yeah. headshot. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay. That can we'll, we'll talk about that later. Listen my
2: favorite scene in the movie <sih> <Kivol>. <homosexual> <agęrée> Michael came and, and then kills she is hang- hanging on scene. the gold
0: Rolex yeah yeah hanging on t- yeah, except like I said in the novel he goes with it she goes with him but unlike the novel oh yeah this here uh, they actually hang Alan Rickman from a thing like 40 feet up and the stunt dude was supposed to let go on three he let go on one and that look of fear in that look <laughs> in his face it's it's real. Real. he fell back 40 feet into a fucking uh uh airbag I hope it's not one of the hostages oh, what the fuck Dwayne T. Robinson needs to be fucking fired actually
1: no I'll go with him on that time yeah
0: I hope it's not one of the Losages. hostages if he's throwing someone out of the building I hope it's a terrorist oh yeah they had to, re- they had to redo this scene a bunch of times where they were embracing for the first time since the whole thing has been happening cause he cause Bruce Willis kept making her laugh <laughs> doing, doing silly shit. <laughs> yeah, he's all tender and shit here. <laughs> Alright, now we're at the end of the movie. Uh, shit is happening. All these papers are flying out of Nakatomi. Nakatomi Wait, but, much... let's, but let's go
1: back there yeah. to that headshot. Yeah. Because if you're going to hit somebody right there, dead between the eyes like yeah. that, it can deflect.
0: It yeah, sure can. You got to get, get it lower if you're going to go in for that sort of a thing. Yeah, and um, these the two little last little parts here from the music uh, actually... Uh, this part here is actually not by Michael Kamen Uh, it's actually by a dude named uh, John Scott and he did it for the movie um, Man on Fire in 1987 I believe so yeah, this part with this tender little part where John and Holly are coming out with all the, all, all these damn papers. I'm going to get the papers. I think it was nice for whichever fireman to give him his jacket. Yeah. I'm talking about the papers, though. What, what, what's the deal with the papers? Well, because it's supposed to be a big
1: business, and so all of the papers apparently would come fluttering down if you blew up the top of the building. And you didn't still, know that? They, it's
0: like a pinata of paper. And they still flying on? <laughs> it's a paper pinata. And then, actually, this shit here, where Powell and uh, John meet for the first time. This is actually the first time Bruce Willis and Reginald L. Johnson actually met. That's the only time they meet. And it's like, yo. And then they fucking the whole movie, they're basically talking to like a another person who's feeding lines to him, but this is the right. first time they legit met. You got the first idea, someone off camera. Yeah, man. And I love this little and he another just the immediate recognition. Hey. Yeah, man. They've been through hell together. And she she, she aging more happy. Yep, than, that yeah, it's, it's weird to see it because John looks like he's more happy to see Al than he is see his wife. <laughs> and your wife's like, okay. Like, you're looking <laughs> this strange black, black man. man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll explain later, baby. Don't worry about yeah. it.
0: Well, yeah, now she like want to claim him now because all the shit he did for us. Like, yeah, yeah. He's the most, he's the most the alpha play. of all the males. I'm, right, like him. I'm sorry. He's my man. <laughs> now nah, he's my man. Know, no, it's a It's, it's McLean. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love what he does it she Now we got um, another Visit now. from Dickhole Dwayne T. Robinson Talking about like, Fuck you, you got a lot of shit To account for Like Fuck you, dude You like, look at this out, like, I'm gonna kill this Motherfucker all I've been through. He's about to Uh-oh you. But Carl's still alive With the style And this part here This little piece of music Is from James Horner It's an, un- it's an unused piece of music From Aliens, actually Jeez, apparently he's got a forty-four Magnum. Yeah, this triumphant-ass music is from James Warner. That's a great shot right there with the um, rack focus. And like, it's him. Yeah, I had to do it. If he didn't do it, a lot of people would have died right there. The great
1: thing is, is that as soon as that happens, suddenly Dwayne T. Robinson doesn't exist. Exactly. He
0: disappeared. Yeah, go my fucking you didn't. You, you didn't do the big save here, man. Look at this shit <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's still like, got to See now so, He's
1: he definitely is Somebody who hasn't Been using a gun
0: For a while Because look see, at that he, Trigger he, discipline he, 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 exactly. Or lack thereof He still has his finger On the trigger That's <laughs> <laughs> right he's like, yeah, this, this is actually Something Yeah Carl, yeah, Carl This and, one's and, with yeah, me <laughs> Yeah You can see a Carl Carl Actually training With a gun Yep And then I mean, You might have thought Until we were back He might have been Some dude living In his mama's basement Yep
1: And here comes Holly's greatest moment Oh my god William Atherton. And she, just, and she just
0: looked at him, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he deserved every bit of that shit. And John's like, I don't know what's going on, but I approve. Because <laughs> he never saw the TV thing. No, he has no, no idea no, why no, she's no.
0: punching him, but she's yeah, like, fuck eh, that's my, my wife's that's, punching that's, him, that's my baby. That's what she needs to do. And now they leave, man. <laughs> and now this will be Christmas morning. Yeah. I was like, this y'all idea at Christmas, I gotta be here for New Year's. <laughs> right, we get our moment, a couple kisses. And they lead to Winter, uh, "Let It Snow" by Vaughn Monroe, which another be another tradition in the Diahart movies. Mm-hmm. And faces, <laughs> let it snow. voice. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let
2: it snow. Let it snow,
3: <laughs> that's a great drunk song <laughs> we <We're finally. laughs> alright so this has been this has been
1: the one with two Johnsons oh
0: my, no we didn't we did it oh my god i was sorry We I just had a little tickle fit there folks <laughs> god damn that was good <laughs> There's some more things to talk about, baby. Uh, just real quick, uh, sort of like a wrap up of uh, the whole movie. <laughs> so, shit. Let me get it together. Let me get it together. All right, so, uh, Die Hard itself was actually limit, uh, open on limited release uh, in 21 theaters on July 15, 1988. It took in a gross of uh, six over six hundred thousand dollars, about twenty thousand dollars per theater. Then it was given the wide release on the 20th of July. And that averaged about seven point one million uh, in about a thousand theaters. Uh, yeah, and then it actually debuted at number three, but by the time it ended its theatrical run, it, it earned over eighty three million dollars in the north in North America. And then further sales from different markets totaling over one hundred and forty million dollars in its total run. Totally
1: now, worth the five million they paid him.
0: Yeah, that, that would be the, sad, the weird part about it is that would be a fucking. That's a budget today. For a major... For, for like... It's, it's a budget
1: for, 10 years ago. They've been a little weird, except for temples. I'm
0: just saying, man. Like, it's like certain movies, like... Yeah. The 140 that's, I mean, anything MCU, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely anything MCU, man. MCU, that's, it's almost 200 Yeah, at least... Uh, both Avengers Endgame and... Uh, and uh, Endgame and, and Infinity War together was at least over $200 million <laughs> to make those movies. Uh, but, yeah, like I said... Uh, A lot of uh, people weren't really... For some reason, critics weren't really on Die Hard initially when it came out. And like I said, we mentioned Robert Eber. He uh, gave it two stars out of four. And like he loved... uh, Do you uh, know what that shit reminds me of? What? Do you you
1: remember on Parks and Rec when uh, P.E.R.D. had his at the movies thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I get, you know, this uh, story about a young boy with an alien (laughs) it's totally
0: unrealistic. I give it one (laughs) star. (laughs) Like Purd had a bunch Pern of different e. shows. Yeah, yeah, on ridiculous. the uh, <laughs> the word with Purd, and you heard with Purd. <laughs> Purd had a bunch of different. This is a silly character. Purd happily. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, uh, a- Roger Ebert he loved uh, Alan Rickman's performance, and he he thought the movie itself overall was well made. But like I said, he hated Dwayne T. Johnson. He just said, he said this direct quote all by himself. He successfully undermines the last half of the movie. That's, that's what he hated Dwayne T. Robertson, dude. That was his job to be hated. Yeah, that, that's what makes him such a great character. Exactly. And also, going back to the total uh body count of the movie, oh uh pretty much twenty one people were killed. Uh the the guards in Nakatomi, uh Takagi himself. Way more get killed than Die Hard 2. Yeah. A bunch of the uh, was a, a bunch of the uh pretty much most of the terrorists. All, the only terrorists who survive are Theo and I. Uh, what's the I, I think his name is Fritz. It, yeah, Theo. No, Theo and Christoph are the only two that survive. Everybody else. Which one was Christoph? Yeah, who is Christoph? I forget which one that
1: I was. think it's just Theo. No. Might have been. Might have been the screenplay because everybody you mm-hmm. saw on screen gets murdered.
0: That's true. Yeah, well, anyway, Theo. Theo is the one we confirm is the only one that really right. survived. Okay. So, but yeah, overall, the ch- the uh, fucking uh, total count, body count was torn up, especially with Agent Johnson and all them. Uh, the two different, uh, yeah, we talked about that. Let's see what else. Oh, yeah. So, in terms of the legacy of the movie, uh, the, the many, uh, magazines have actually ranked Die Hard on its all-time, uh, best Christmas movies, uh, particularly, like, on uh, magazines like Empire, Entertainment Weekly, Forbes, it's number one on Forbes, number one on Empire, number one for the San Francisco Gate, and number four for The Hollywood Reporter. Now the movie itself was actually nominated for four Academy Awards: Best Sound Effects, Best Film Editing, Best Sound, and Best Visual Effects. And even uh, Michael it's all technical, yeah, it's all technical stuff. And uh, the final theme of, uh, like I said, "Older oh, Joy" became the main theme for the Die Hard uh, franchise. And, but it also had a bunch of other um, Christmas themes throughout the movie, and you, you remember in this in throughout the score. They had like different sleigh bells. Mm-hmm. And, Christmas Bells really in keeping with the, in, yeah, in keeping with the Christmas theme of it and they had you know Winter Wonderland and uh you know uh Christmas and Hollis would run D M uh, C freaking let us know, let us know, let us it know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's definitely it's a song by a drunk man.
0: <laughs> <Who doesn't laughs>
1: wanna, it's a song by a drunk man who doesn't want to go home. <laughs>
0: I ain't going out in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, wasn't it
1: Dean Martin that
0: sang <laughs> No, it was Vaughn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it sounds like Dean Martin six <laughs> <Dan> cocktails. Dean Von- a <laughs> <laughs> goddamn martini glass in his hand. <laughs>
0: Oh shit Okay okay (laughs) Alright so the movie itself Actually spawned four sequels Uh, Die Hard 2 in 1990 Die Hard with a Vengeance My favorite in 1995 Mm -hmm. Live Free or Die Hard in 2007 and A Good Day to Die Hard in 2013. Which, die,
1: die Hard with a Vengeance, you mm. know you know the story behind that one, right? In terms of what? Well, so originally, it was it was an original spec script called Simon Says.
0: Yeah, I know that part. Yeah, yeah
1: and then they, they got it in over there at Silver Pictures. They got looking at it and they go, this is would a, be a this great good, die, hard. Good, good, die
0: Hard movie. Yeah. Just change this name real quick. Yeah. And as far as the cultural significance of the movie, uh, it was actually inducted into the National Film Registry. In 2017, for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant, to before America. Sleeping Beauty and before old, old Yeller and <laughs> hey, hey,
1: if it, it was more significant, yeah. what can I say?
0: And the more important, the most important thing is that it became Die Hard itself became a common formula for action movies for years to come. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole lonely everyman, you know, going up against you know colorful uh, terrorists in an isolated setting. And plus, you know, Alan Rickman's performance, you know, that became the new hot villain. That was the beginning of the European villains. Yeah, the European villain took over. They, what was uh, it they
1: referred to it as in, in Thank You for Smoking, the
0: Ravs? Russians, Arabs, and villains? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> and then freaking, um... <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? yeah. I love how they parodied it in uh, Last Action Hero with Charles yeah. <laughs> it even had a, It even had a style just like Hans. You know what? Mm-hmm. We should
1: look out of it. Maybe the next one after we get out of the Christmas season. Yeah. Last Action Hero. Because it's one of those movies that's so bad, it, it's almost good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't
0: seen it. Either. I haven't seen this. There you go. All right, so we'll give us a reason th- to dust it out. That's a, that's a thought. But yeah, like I said, established pretty much. Die Hard itself became a subgenre of
2: mm-hmm. action
0: movies, and like uh, some examples of people that followed the uh, formula. Yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll, a lot of them are pretty obvious. A lot of them you didn't know, but let's go with it. Undersea, Steven Seagal, Die Hard on the Battleship, Passenger 57, Wesley Snipes. Die Hard on the Plane. Speed with Keanu Reeves. Die Hard on the Bus. Uh The Rock with uh Sean Connery and uh what's his name? Nicholas Cage? Mm-hmm. Die Hard on the uh on the island. <coughs> let else. Cliffhanger, Die Hard on the Mountain. <laughs> uh what's this Uh oh yeah, speed two, cruise control, die hard <laughs> on the cruise ship. <laughs> Con Air, Die Hard on the prison Plane, <laughs> And my favorite, Air Force One. Die Hard on Air Force One. With the president. With the president. <laughs> and then the more recent ones, a lot of people know, uh, Olympus is Fallen yep. and uh, White House Down. Both of them are Die Hard in the White House. Mm-hmm. And then the most obvious one is Olympus is fallen because the whole... They even have the uh, the hero having radio banter with the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, wait, oh my God, bro. <laughs> And then I think D'Souza uh, uh, the, the actually Somebody pitched him a movies Like hey man I got a new idea It'd be dope And what is it Die hard in a building <laughs> Like get the fuck out of this <laughs> Wait they actually
1: Made a joke about that On yeah. uh, Third Rock from the Sun Yeah that, I can't remember the actor's name He's guy played Colonel Potter on MASH He's been like writing Writing a script Working on it For years and years In the basement There's this whole weird episode Harry Morgan Yeah I think so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He goes well, tell me what's your movie about? It it's like Die Hard, but it's set in an office building. Dick goes, Die Hard is set in an office building. Screw you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> now, as far as like I said, uh, a lot of uh, its historical significance. Uh, Die Hard has been listed on uh, as number thirty-five on AFI's One Hundred Years, One Hundred Thrills special. Yep. Uh, Hans Gruber was voted. uh the 46th greatest villain of all time in AFI's 100 years, 100 heroes and villains. Uh, Empire Magazine selected Die Hard as the 29th greatest movie of all time. Uh, And also, uh, they also did the um, Empire list of the greatest characters of all time. John McClane got number 12. Hans Gruber got number 17. And uh, like I said, uh, and also, and this is a really nice one, in a June 22nd issue of uh, Entertainment Weekly, Die Hard was named the best action movie of all time.
1: I mean, it's definitely definitely top five, if not
0: the best. Now, as far as my personal feelings of the movie, like I said, it's, to this day, my favorite action movie it is my favorite Christmas movie, right next to Gremlins. <laughs> but, uh, worst Christmas present ever. <laughs> worst Christmas present ever. <laughs> this is the worst Christmas night ever. I still like The Two Johnsons <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be a change about it The one with Two Johnsons <laughs> As like That's still a good one But yeah Like I said Me personally I watch Die Hard Every year I usually I watch Fucking I watch it every Couple of months If I can But Definitely I watch it Every Christmas mm-hmm. That's, It's my Christmas movie Like, it's, I only have a few Traditions in my life In terms of that kind of shit Die Hard is one of them As okay? it should be Damn right man Now what about you all? Like your
2: connection To the movie
1: Oh man, I've, I can't even count the number of times I watched it. It's It was probably the third, maybe fourth rated R movie I ever bought. Nice. I got that when I was a nice young, DVD of course, and, mm-hmm. which I we didn't watch it on DVD tonight because I would have had to dig it out of my box because I still haven't finished putting all my DVDs
0: away. This is in your box. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, not, no, I'm just going to let the rest of it go. It doesn't
1: matter. It's a great fucking movie. I watch it all the time. Yes. And uh, it's one of two Christmas movies for me. Uh, I put uh, Die Hard there and uh, Christmas
0: Vacation. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase. And with this particular podcast, I think we have established a record for us with the longest podcast we've ever done. Can I you believe so. we have been sitting here for what seems to be three hours? Sorry, (laughs) no, I had a great time. (laughs) You too. We just did a high five, folks. Just so you know,
1: it's nineteen ninety five. Oh no, it's nineteen eighty eight in here (laughs) today,
0: dude. Tuberly, it's nineteen eighty eight in California. Mm -hmm. Tuberly, dude. (laughs) But like I said, we hope you folks have enjoyed. Watching this movie along with us as much as we have had doing this shit. This is probably one of this
2: is this one is of my, one my favorite. Funniest. Yeah, this is
0: one of those fun uh. we have ever had. You have been killing me tonight. <laughs> 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 that should be the name of this shit. <laughs> 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 That's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll but, go with that. That's a little little less. Uh, no, 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 no. No, we still go to the, the do the two You want we'll to do the two Johnstons? The two We'll keep that as a personal thing between us right. and our audience here. Right. Uh, but uh, like I said, we hope you enjoyed this movie, folks. Uh, this has been Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. Uh, you both have a good night, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas, okay? Merry Christmas.